Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. She was pure like snowflakes, no one could ever stain. The memory of my angel could never cause me pain. Years go by, I'm looking through a girly magazine. There's my homeroom angel on the pages in between. My blood runs cold, my memory has just been sold. My angel is a centerfold. My blood runs cold, yeah, my memory has just been sold. Angel is a telephone. Slip me notes under the desk while I was thinking about her dress. I was shy, I turned away before she caught my eye. I was shaking in my shoes whenever she flashed those baby blues. Something had a hold on me when Angel passed close by. The soft fuzzy sweaters, too magical to touch. To see her in that negligee is really just too much. My blood runs cold, yeah, my memory has just been sold. My angel is a centerfold, angel is a centerfold. My blood runs cold, my memory has just been sold. Oh yeah, angel is a centerfold. Na 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 I need a breather. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. <clears throat> nah, nah, yeah. Now listen, it's okay. I understand. They say no, never, never land. I hope that when this issue's gone, I see you when your clothes are on. Take your car. Yes, we will. We'll take your car and drive it. Take it to a motel room and take them off in private. Part of me has just been ripped. The pages from my mind are stripped. Oh no, I can't deny it. Oh yeah, I guess I gotta buy it. My blood runs cold. My memory has just been sold. My angel is a centerfold. My blood runs cold. Yeah, my memory has just been sold. Angel is a centerfold. Oh, is that not Elshie? And that's my tribute to uh, um, Jay Giles, who died yesterday. There we go, you see. That was a musical tribute to um, a singer that passed away, um, I wouldn't say before his time. He was 71 and he had a hit. 
But there we go. He did. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call this evening. Busy show. As well as me singing um, Angel is a Centrefold five times an hour, we've also got Steve Gutenberg on the show. Some of you were lucky enough to join me on Periscope earlier on when I interviewed him. We were going to be doing it at 10, but Steve is a delight. He's, a, he's an artist. And so timings... When it comes to um, the artistic people of an artistic bent, um, timings can be a little bit fluid. So we were all set to do it at 10 o'clock at the start of the show. At five minutes past nine, I had an email from Steve Gutenberg saying, can we do it now? We had to, we had to stop everything. And by everything, I mean we had to um, walk away from three wives, one husband. That's what we were watching. That's what we were watching. And um, we had to stop watching that. But we've interviewed Steve Gutenberg. We'll play that out in a little bit. Also, 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 also. Do you remember the other day? By the way, if you're watching on Periscope, I'll straighten it in a bit. I don't know what's going on there. But I'm, I'm experimenting with the lights, and I think it looks a lot more macabre. A bit more macabre if you're watching the show on Periscope.tv slash Ian Lee. A bit more macabre. I'm underlit this evening, um, it's mainly because my tripod is knackered. But here we go. Um, do you remember the other day we were talking, we were talking about, I don't even know what, and the subject of Feng Shui. Feng Shui came up, and so um, we pre-recorded a little chat with a Feng Shui expert. Now, when we came out of it, I said, well, that was very interesting, and do you know what? I think I buy quite a lot. And, that, and Ka- Catherine snorted at me. Was, I can't even recreate the noise. It was a snort of derision, and um, I don't think... She was buying any of that. I don't know. But we'll let you listen to it in a bit and see what you think. Here's a thing. Um, gosh, a bit sweaty Betty. Here's a thing. So I've given up food. Completely. I've completely... Well, not... When I say completely, not yet. But... Oh, by the way, you can call in. <laughs> I should have said that. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. You can call in and... Um, well, you can call in and tell me how bad James Wales' show was, if you want to. Um, more than welcome to do that. Uh, or you can call in with any of the things that are on your mind. Am I the only person? Right, you know, just for a second, and we'll go back to um, whatever it was I was going to say, even though I've forgotten it already. Am I the only person, right, because everyone was talking about um, Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin a week ago sitting in a tree, B-U-M-M-I-N-G, w- weren't they? The whole world, oh... Well, Russia helped Donald Trump get in, and Russia and, and Donald Trump, they're all lovers. All of this stuff, right? Everyone was. And now, suddenly, um, um, Donald Trump, yes, is going, well, you know, this is the worst, uh, this is the worst uh, relationship between Russia and America has probably ever had. And, 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 and Russia is going, oh, we hate America. And America's going, yeah, we hate Russia. Um, and everybody's falling for it. You're falling for it. All of the newspapers are falling for it. All this talk of World War Three. Um, imagine, right, you're back at school, yeah? And you're going out with someone, but you don't want anyone to know that you're going out with each other, right? So what do you do? You slag the other person off. And you get the other person to slag... Oh, I'm not going out with, with Doris. Oh, I hate her. She's an old tart. 
And Doris is going, I'm not going out with Steve. Oh, God. Well, he's gay, isn't he, I think? And so you, you're bad-mouth each other. Well, isn't that exactly what Donald Trump and Putin are doing? They're just slagging each other off in public, but like in a real, well, this is the worst relationship America's ever had with Russia. What? No, it's not. They're just saying it. Donald Trump has probably been told to say that by Vladimir Putin. He's probably said, I've got a very good idea for you. Why don't you slag me off and I say that you are bent down? We know people don't know that we are still in love. It's obvious to me. And I'm not, you know me, guys. You know me, guys. I'm not one for conspiracy theories by any stretch of the imagination at all. I don't buy into conspiracy theories. But I do think that um, Putin had a, played a significant role in the American election. And, that you know, there's all these investigations going on about which members of Trump's team were um, in communication with Putin's team. And, and then for them to suddenly come out and go, oh, no, we hate each other. Oh, oh God, man, totally hate each other. Oh, I hate Russia. Russia's rubbish. It, it seems to me the most obvious fake falling out ever. Am I the only one that's thought that? 0344-499-1000. So, I've given up food. Here's what I'm going to do, right? And I heard about this um, last night on another radio station that I listened to to help me fall asleep. Can't listen to the two mics to fall. I listened to the two mics on the way home because I, I think they're hilarious. I think they are absolutely hilarious. It just they just shout at each other. Wonderful, wonderful. They're, they'll be on at one o'clock tonight. Um, but last night I, t- I turned over half an hour into their show because there was um, on four extra. There was a lovely. Uh, uh, interview with Sir John Gielgud and he was talking about Noel Coward and theatre in the 1920s oh it was like a window onto a, uh, uh, onto another world it was marvellous and that's on again tonight so I'll listen to that a bit and then I listen to um, um, a, a London local radio station because it's boring and it sends me to sleep sends me really dull but I was listening to it and this guy phoned up and he was making a really dull boring point and then he talked and then he just said very quickly before I go I just want to say, I've stopped eating food, and I'm, I'm, I've got this, this food replacement therapy. And since I've been on it, I've been feeling fitter, and I've lost loads of weight. Good ding Light bulb! A light bulb went off over my head. Or a bell. I mean, I made the sound of a bell, and the light bulb would be click. It's a switch of a light bulb. Anyway, so I thought, oh. So I had a little look online. And I found the website for this fake food, Ersatz Food. Not always what it's called, but... And I thought, well, this looks like a load of old rubbish. Then, So then I did a bit of research. And by research, I found three stories written about it over the past three years. From One was in The Guardian, one was in The Times, and I believe one was even in The Daily Mail. And it looked all right. It kind of looked all right. So I've ordered a month's worth of it. I know, I know. I, it, 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 it sounds like the kind of um, 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 nonsense that you lot would fall for. And you'd phone me up and tell me that you'd fallen for this nonsense and I would destroy you on air for being feeble-minded. But I've fallen for the nonsense. I'm getting... So, so I've ordered it and it's going to come next week and it replaces food. 
And it's been scientifically, I'm not saying the name of it, because it's been scientifically um, created so that it's got all the vitamins and minerals and things you need to live. The one thing it doesn't have is flavour. So you buy flavour sachets with it and you mix the flavour. This could be, uh, this could be the answer. To, to my prayers. This could be exactly what I've been looking for, dear listener. If you have any experience on not eating food for an extended period of time, it fills you up. Fills you up, it does. Uh, then 03444991000. There we go, guys. Several cabs off the rank. Let's have a little recap. I'll go to the ads and you can pick up your phones and dial. Um, Trump and Putin, it's obviously a sham... Fake food, uh, the Jay Giles band. Um, we can celebrate one hit wonders because he was a one hit wonder, wasn't he? Jay Giles. I, they did have another song that um, didn't do. They did have another song because I saw them on a TV program playing it, and it was quite catchy, but it wasn't a hit. Always happy to um, to salute and celebrate the magic of the one hit wonder. Or, or, or of course, you can call in about absolutely anything. You want Feng Shui, of course, we'll play that in a bit. Anything you want, dear listener. You call him, you'll speak to Catherine, she'll take your name, and she will give you a call back. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I can tell you now, I can see that Ken, Holy Ken is is calling in. So if you want to if you want him to be the first call, don't pick up your phones. If you don't want him to be the first call, and Holy Hannah's calling in. So <laughs> um if you don't want Ken to be the first call. Pick up your phones and dial 0344 499 Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yes, no other show has paid tribute to Jay Giles in quite the way that I did, dear listener. Good evening, Darren. Ian, the G Giles I band, I would have called this right back in the day. What? Uh, hip, 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 by the way. Hip, 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 Darren. I missed the opening gambit, but let's continue. I, well, I thought I talked too quickly. Yes. Right, the J. Giles, I, we called it band. Why did you call it when J. Giles? It, well, I don't know. I couldn't read. I don't know. I was the well, same age as you, round about. I had the album, man. Well, what else was on the album? Um, freeze Frame. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I went and just researched that. Uh, oh, well, I'm not going to sing because really bad 80s no. music, but... It was apparently correct. I was even young, but it was covered in scratches. You know? It's a great song. My blood oh, runs cold. My memory has unreal, just been sold. My angel is a centerfold. Come can on! Can, can I sing a little bit? On it? Oh, buddy, na, sing! Na 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 that. Great! It's a great song. It's <laughs> a great it, song. Oh, it was class. It was class. Forget your Bowies. Also, forget your George Michaels. Forget mm-hmm. your Princes. Well, Jay Giles. Jay Giles. That's Jay where Giles it's at. Me. But yeah, it was uh, that was on you when you put that on. You know, another thing. Last night there was a film you um, actually went on about. It was um, oh God, Robert De Niro. It was the, one of the funniest films. Midnight no Run. Oh, you man. It was super funny, you know. It is and brilliant, and it's just full of swearing, and swearing rhymes, is uh, funny. Yeah, yeah, he rhymes Robert De Niro all the way through the, yeah. the film. Yeah, Charles Grodin. It's, it's, it's oh, a superb performance. Yeah. Charles Grodin so was, then, was um, very good friends with Paul Simon, I was surprised to find really? out. Yes, oh, and, he was on his video, man, wasn't he? 
Yeah, he was. Yeah, uh, they're, they're very good friends. And um, then, of course, w- went on to make the Beethoven series of uh, movies based on a dog. All oh, right, all right. That's uh, that all my Charles Grodin yeah. knowledge, I'm afraid, guys. Coming up no, with any more than that. But uh, he was a great actor, and that was it. Was a full-on comedy action adventure film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Very mate, it's, it's honest. If you've not seen Midnight Run, switch off the oh, radio and go and watch it now. Go and find it somewhere. Absolutely. It's brilliant. It's funny and class. Uh, but that was the couple of things for me tonight. Uh, the J. Jazz Band, can't believe you played Centerfold. Yep. And last night's Midnight Run. Darren, it's always a pleasure. Thank you very much indeed. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. That's how we roll. If you just want to phone up and check in, you're very, very welcome, guys. You're very welcome. Um, let's go to Ray. Good evening, Ray. Good evening. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 sir. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, a lot of that guy said uh, Freeze Frame was the name of the album and also the follow-up to um, Centerfold. Okay, and and where where did it get to in the hit parade? Uh, well, the Freeze Frame album did number twelve, and the single Centerfold um, uh, was at number three, and Freeze Frame the single was twenty seven. Now, was Centerfold a big hit in the United States? Because if all you need to do is have written, written, not not performed it, you need to have written one top ten hit in the United States in the eighties or nineties, and you are financially set. For life. It was a number one over there. Beautiful. They have been going since 1970 as a band. What the heck? Honestly, yeah, and it wasn't until 81 when they had that number one. The Jay Giles Band tribute show really is uh, kicking into shape now, isn't it? And their other uh, well-known song was Love Stinks, which you may remember, if you've ever seen The Wedding Singer, it features in there. Um, I have seen The Wedding Singer because I did go through a very, very big Adam Sandler phase. Um, yeah. But I don't remember that song. I don't remember that film particularly well. Yeah, because in that film, he's, um, he's just been dumped by his partner and he, he thinks, oh, you know, sub this for a game of soldiers. I'm yep. just going to, you know, be... You know, the problem stuff. I have with Adam Sandler, and I have to say, um, my go-to movie for guaranteed giggles is Happy Gilmore. Oh, yeah. My, uh, it is such... And people say, well, Happy Gilmore, Adam Sandler film, it is so... Funny. It, honestly, it is relentlessly funny. I love that movie. Oh, Kath, honestly, it is so funny. And it's it's funny because, right, it, it, I think he's a really funny actor. But in most of his other films, up to and beyond that, um, uh, I'm thinking of The Waterboy, I'm thinking of um, Billy Madison, lots of his films. He plays... Um, um, and we don't use that word anymore. He plays someone who is uh, feeble-minded, basically. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, he plays, he, he, he goes, he goes, he plays someone who's very feeble-minded. Uh, and in Happy Gilmore, he does it. In Happy Gilmore, he just plays an idiot man-child, which is, and he gets the balance spot on. And I think it's such a funny film. Is that the one where he plays hockey? He plays hockey, but he's, he's, he's too aggressive for hockey, so he ends up playing golf. And it's got yeah. that really smug golfer. Oh, and it's, it's, it's just delightful. I, I'm, in fact, you know what? I'm going to watch Happy Gilmore this weekend. That's what I'm going to do. Okay, that's all set. That's all set. That wasn't, that wasn't an invite, Ray. So if it's, uh, sorry, that may have sounded like an invite for you to come round. It wasn't. No, I'm watching it on my own. No, not at all. Thank you very much indeed. I'm watching Happy Gilmore. Not Happy Gilmore. Yes, Happy Gilmore. On my own. Ken, you a fan of Adam Sandler? Hello? Yes, are you a fan of Adam Sandler? 
No, I've never even heard of him. Oh, either. mate, he, he does a lot of rubbish, and he's he's got into that that comfortable phase in his career that Eddie Murphy um, went into before he retired of just churning out rubbish films, uh, 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 you know, the, uh, constantly. But but Happy Gilmore is a is an absolute joy, Ken. It sounded like you thought this sort of thing you stopped. Well, it's because of singing uh, Who Are You Last Night and singing um, the Jay Giles Band tonight. It turns out being a rock and roll star, Ken, is a little bit harder than I thought. (laughs) Now, listen, uh, I appreciate your your remembering him tonight, the the man. Yes. He just died. Yes. When that came on, uh, this is the reason why I called you, Ian. But first of all, I'd like to say I was really sorry to hear that your prayer and repentance to Jesus the other night there was not sincere. I was sorry to Now, Ken, that. you've you've made an assumption there that is incorrect. And, and, and if I may be so bold to say, um, smacks a little bit of arrogance. No, you, you, you said you had no faith, so you... No, 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 Ken. You, 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 what, you, are, you are displaying ever such a slight amount of arrogance, and I'll, I'll tell you why. You said... Mm-hmm. That uh, I'm, you're sorry to hear that your prayer was um, insincere. It wasn't insincere. It was well, very you sincere. Said it. No, no, no. I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't use the word insincere. I said I prayed and I invited Jesus into my heart and I did it sincerely. It didn't. Yeah, it it didn't work. So your 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 accusation of insincerity is um is misguided. I certainly did not use that word. Okay then. I apologise. Thank then. you very I much. Then. Okay, Ian. But what I phoned you, I phoned about really was yes. Uh, the day. Uh, can I, I'm 71. If you don't mind, how old are you, Ian, if you don't mind asking you? Um, I'm 43. 43, right. That means that uh, if we take 70 as being a normal lifespan, you've got uh, 20 more years to live. Well, that's actually 1,000 weekends. Wow, that's a lot of Xbox. 20 years is 1,000 weekends. That's 500 weekends in 10 years. Uh, oh. There's a thousand weekends. Okay, yes, yes. Yeah. Right? Yes. So that's not a long time. That's 20, you've got a thousand weekends to go. Yes. Right? Yes. Now, where do you plan to, uh, to go into eternity? You know, you've got, a, you, you have that appointment <laughs> to meet death. Um, I, I don't believe, I don't believe in eternity. And, uh, 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 you know, my mind is open and I am, you know, I've looked at all the different religions and I've looked at all the different beliefs and I've looked at humanism. Um, and I do not believe there is an eternity. Okay. Most people think that as far as I can see, but what if you are wrong? Then I'm, I'm screwed. Right. Now, surely. Uh, but I, I don't believe in hedging my bets. I, I believe putting all my chips on black or red. And I'm putting them on black. Right. So you're you purpose to disregard. But, Ken, but no, but no, but Ken, listen. Um, uh, you know, you, th- th- there is a slight air of arrogance in, 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 when you came on with the, the line about insincerity, and, I, and that's certainly not a word I used. And um, uh, and it, it was arrogance and assumption. But you know that you talking to me about eternity is is not going to change my thoughts on what happens when you die. So well, I appreciate I you, well, I, I, I can tell you, I appreciate you sharing it with me, um, but it, it, it isn't going to have any, it, it, it isn't going to change anything. So you have, uh, I'm just trying to find out uh, how you're thinking a wee bit here. Of course, you can always change your mind. Thank but you. Have, you ma- have you made your mind up entirely to reject the fact of Jesus Christ's death and resurrection for our sins? Have you decided well, to refuse I would, that? I would... Take that sentence and I would scratch out the word fact. 
Um, I would take out the words reject entirely. Um, I'm, I, my, my mind is open, Ken, but I don't, I don't believe that story. But my mind is open. Well, how can you say that? That doesn't line up. How can you say your mind is open when you say you don't believe no, it? How no, because, be because, no, 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 again, there's that arrogance and that not listening. I'll tell you why. My oh, mind, no, no, there is, there is, there is, there is. <laughs> there, there is, and there's, that laugh is arrogant, so there is. No, I'll oh, tell no, you why. No, 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 you're not listening, Ken, you're not listening. I can, I no, you're not. I can say, I don't believe that story. Right. And I can also say, followed by, but my mind is open, and those two statements are are not incompatible. What is your mind open to? Well, if someone were to pre- present me with um, concrete facts, then I would be an idiot to um, not believe something that was factually correct. You know, I don't believe I don't believe in ghosts, but my mind is open. I don't believe, um, uh, I, I don't believe that, that I'll, I'll, my contract will be renewed in a year, but my mind is open. You know, you, you can believe, you can, you know, not believe in something, but still have an open mind. That, that Those two are completely compatible. Yeah, but it, it seems to me, from what you're saying... Is that arrogance? That you have, no, that's just an excuse you're saying that. It seems to me, from what you're saying, yes. that you have... Shut off your mind now. That's not go, Ken. That's literally Ken. Listen to yourself. That's literally not what I've just said to you. In and, I, and I've cited three or four different examples. I've literally just said the exact opposite of what you've just said to me. Well, I would disagree with no, that. No, no, no. Because I, I didn't say I have shut my mind off. I said my my, 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 my I'm open to persuasion. My mind is open. That's what I've said. So I've said the, I've, I've, I've literally said the exact opposite of what you've just said. Is your mind open to the truth of the Bible? No. Listen. Well, it's not open. No, 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 Ken. Listen. Listen, I'm going to do this. I should say this only once. Uh, although I'll probably say it quite a few more times. I don't believe in the facts of the Bible, but my Why? mind is open. Why don't you believe I, I, it? I don't understand, well, because I'm putting facts in inverted commas, because I don't believe it, but my mind why? is open. Why not? Why not? Tell me why you don't believe it. Why would you because not believe no, it? Because there's no, I have no evidence to support it. <laughs> the greatest evidence of the man, Jesus Christ, is un, un, it's fantastic that Christ lived no. on this planet. No, that's not evidence. Listen, let, you, let me say something. Well, here. no, but, but, Ken, but Ken, Ken, I will let you say something, but you really have to listen. I, I'm not trying to trip you up. You're tripping yourself up, Okay. What you're about to state as evidence is not is not evidence. It's to opinion. You, it's evidence to millions. Well, yeah, but it's not factual evidence, and I want it's factual evidence. No, it's not. It's not <laughs> though. You saying because of the world is beautiful and there are trees and stuff like that. This was what I did the other day when I was when I was 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 playing the game of of, of having blind faith. What you're saying to me is not factual evidence. It is factual to millions. It's factual. No, it's to not. Me. No, it's a belief. It's a oh, belief. It's not this a fact. Is arrogance in your point. No, 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 no. There's not. It's, it's not arrogance. It's 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 okay. literal interpretation of the words. No, no, what no, you are no, stating is. Tell me one fact. One fact that that, that 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 proves that proves what you're saying. One fact. Just one. Jesus changed my heart and my thinking. But that's not a fact. That's a, that's not a fact. I, that's a belief. It's a fact for no, me. Ken, it's not. Ken, it's a belief. 
It's not a belief. It's a fact. No, it's not. It's not. It's it's a belief. You don't know it's in my heart. I'm telling you a fact about my personality. Okay, give me one fact. Give me one fact. Give me one fact, Kent. Give me one fact that I can relate to my life that proves that proves that that um, that Jesus died and was resurrected. Give me one fact. No, you're you're asking me for a fact that I have. I have the fact that when I it's not fact, mate. It's faith. It's faith, and that's a faith is different from facts. The faith faith produced a fact. No, it didn't. You don't know what fact means. (laughs) I suggest you go and read a dictionary. Put the Bible. Put the Bible down for five minutes. Because you, because you. you, Well, no, it's not. It's the arrogance. It's the arrogance of knowing what words mean, and you don't because what you're saying is not a fact. You're talking of faith and belief, and they're completely different. Let me explain it to you. When I truly believed in Jesus Christ, there was an immediate transformation in my mind and in my heart, and it brought me to tears. Now that, that I can buy. The statement that you just made then, I can buy. When you, when you believed in Jesus Christ, you felt something and it brought you to tears. Boom. I can have that. But that's not what you said originally. You said, you said, Jesus Christ in your heart, um, the, 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 whatever it was you said. That, and that is not a fact. What you've just said well, then just is a nice statement. The word, I changed the word heart to mind to so you would understand it. No, Ken, I understand. The thing is, I understand words better than you do. They're my tool. You don't, yeah. you don't understand. Yeah. Here's the thing, right? My boys believe in the tooth fairy. They believe in the tooth fairy. In their world, the tooth fairy is a real thing that when they lose a tooth, the tooth fairy comes to their bedroom, writes them a note, and um, puts money under their pillow and takes their tooth away. No, 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 Ken. That they believe that as a f- they believe that to be true. It doesn't make it a fact. But it's not true. No, and, and, and you, 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 you but you have <laughs> there is as much evidence for the tooth fairy as there is for what you're saying. You're not talking about facts. You're talking about yeah. beliefs and faith, and they're completely different. There are millions of people who've had the same experience as me when they've become but born But it's not again. a fact. It's not a concrete fact. You're talking about feelings and, fa- and faith and belief, Ken. Give me I a fact. Got, Give me a I fact. Have got, I have got a fact that when I became a Christian... God took the curse out of my heart. That's not a fact. It's not a a fact. fact. You can say, say, here's a fact, right? Here's a fact, I'm assuming for you. When I became a Christian, I felt better. Okay, that's a fact. If that's what what happened, I'll take your word for it. But the sentence you just uttered is not a fact. It's it's faith. We're arguing arguing over semantics. We're arguing over the definition of words. Um, Ian, when when I became a Christian... Yes? You felt better. Fact. Immediately, uh, I felt wonderful also. Fact. That's a fact. I I used to swear, and God took the curse out of my heart. And that's faith. And you've just, with that one sentence, you've had, you've you've, you've done fact and faith. You've just done both of them. And that's brilliant, Ken. You've made my point for me. Ken, listen, I've got to move on. Thank you very much indeed. 03444991000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. I enjoyed that. Um, Facts and faith. Facts and beliefs. Completely different things, guys. But you know that, anyway. 0344 499 1000. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Night Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk. With the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. If you've just tuned in, um, you can call us about absolutely anything you want. Yes, Hannah? 
Is Ken still there? Has he gone? He's gone. Oh, I was I was going to agree with what you were saying. Actually, um, it does come down to faith, not fact. Yeah. And, and, and he, 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 I don't think Ken knows what a fact is. He has opinion and belief and faith are great, a great, great, great. And I'm not, not I wasn't disputing those, but they're completely yeah. different from a fact. Yeah, no, he actually says in the Bible it comes down to faith. It's actual scripture in Hebrews 11. If you, if you want to look it up, but I'm not going is, to. But thank you. No, no, there isn't there. Um, anyway. Rather than talk about Jesus, I'm going to go back to bums. Um, oh, no, you know- please don't, for God's sakes. 0344-499-1000. She's obsessed with arses, that woman. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you are more than welcome to. Um, uh, if anybody has had experience of these food um, um, replacement things... Now, I know it sounds nuts, right? And it can't work. And I'm, I, I was going to keep it quiet and not mention it. But then I mentioned it to Kath, and then Kath confessed that uh, 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 earlier in her life, she'd also tried something a little bit similar. Similar kind of thing. Slightly different. And we both felt a little bit embarrassed, because we're both, you know, I'm going to say it, we're intelligent, grounded people. And yet I've spent 45 quid ordering some powder off the internet. <laughs> and it's not the good powder. Well, I don't know, maybe it is the good powder. I've, I've ordered it, and I'm just curious as to... Oh, I don't know. Clutch, am, I, am I becoming one of those people? You, you're talking about Ken, talking to Ken there, about faith and belief. Maybe, I, you know, maybe I'm, I'm more similar to Ken than perhaps I would like to be. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm become one of those people that's struggling with weight and so is um, desperately clutching at straws in some way to shift something. Ah, man. I don't know. Um, exciting st- uh, news about the trip to New York. We're going to be doing the show from New York City Um uh, Monday the 12th of June to Friday the 16th of June. It's happening. Um, and uh, we've got some really good guests lined up. Steve Gutenberg, who we're going to hear from in a bit, hopefully, hopefully, um, we're going to meet up with him in New York and Imani Coppola and uh, some other people that they've said if they are in the city in that time, we will meet up with them. There's a chance, um, some of you know the uh, Keith and the Girl podcast. Some of you know that because you put me in the way of it and I, I listened to it and I loved it. There is a chance that Keith and the girl are going to come on the show, and there is a chance that I'm going to go on their show. Imagine that! I'm going to be on a New York podcast, if we can make the timings work, because it's a little bit... It's it's all a little bit up in the air, so um, I don't know. But the show is happening. If you have... Uh, and we think we have places to do the show, this show, for two of the days. We think... So we're going to do it at the studios of WFMU on one of the days. Possibly going to do it at the studio that Keith and the uh, and the girl do their show from. Hopefully, um, but we still need it still leaves us with three days when we ain't got anywhere to do the show. And I would love, I would love, I would love to do it in um, someone's house one day or apartment or office or you know i want to do it somewhere it'd be nice and um so if you live in new york and i know we have a few listeners in the states but if you live in new york or you have friends or relatives over there and they've got good internet we need a good internet box that we can plug into it can't be wi-fi 
Um, do send me an email, ian at ianlee.com, I-A-I-N at ianlee.com. Um, because it'll be nice to, um, to pop along and do the show from there. It doesn't take up much space. It, we got, we got sort of a big metal suitcase that we take that's got the, uh, this little machine in, this little box. Uh, it'll be me and Kath. And, um, that's it, really. We plug in the internet. We're not loud. We just sit there in a corner. You're more than welcome to invite friends and neighbours and relatives round if you want, if you want to, um, watch. There's not really a lot to see, but you'd be very, very welcome. We're going to periscope as much as we can um, while we're over there as well. So we'll be periscoping the shows. So if you want to help out like that, I'm not asking you for money. I wouldn't dare ask you for... Um, not like some people who do... Oh, we're going to go to America. Can you can you give us a few quid? We're a thousand quid short. What? <laughs> what? We're not going to do that. I wouldn't dare... I wouldn't dream of asking you to pay for what is a jolly. We're paying. We're paying. Um, so I'm paying basically, but, um, you never know. We might be able to get a little bit of sponsorship or something. Let's see. But, but, but I'm not, it, it, worst comes to the worst. I'm paying cause I'm doing all right. So I'm not asking for money. I'm just asking for your suggestions of places we can do the show of, uh, possible guests and, um, maybe things that you've seen in New York that perhaps other people haven't seen and that we should go and check out Ian at Ian Lee.com. Or you can tweet me of course at Ian Lee. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number. Don't forget to tick your rage, our diaries late nights with Ian Lee on talk radio. Late night, Ian Lee on talk radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the phone number. Evening, Dredge. Good evening, good morning, and good afternoon. Somewhere in the world, it is all of those things. That's for people listening abroad. That's for people listening abroad. Maybe, who knows, Dredge, maybe, um, even though it's got off to a slow start, this call might be good enough to make the podcast. Oh, blimey. Oh, oh, hey, okay. um, can, can, I, can, can I, um, um, can I invite you to tell the listener what you did on your radio show today? Because I thought it was very funny. Was it today you did it? Yeah, we did it today, yeah, around seven tonight, yeah. Tell, tell the listener, because you sent me this an email, I thought it was, I thought this was wonderful. More of this, please. This, this guy's got balls. Listen to this. Go on. We did, uh, the Wandsworth Radio All Repeats Guarantee, which basically consisted of playing the same record for the whole hour. Beautiful. Isn't that, isn't that wonderful? I, I would not have the balls to do that. The All Repeat Guarantee. Fantastic. We played Depeche Mode's Just Can't Get Enough. Just can't get it up. I just can't get it up. I just can't get... Depeche Mode, here's the thing. Depeche Mode are huge in the United States, and they play stadiums. Imagine sitting at the back of a stadium in America to watch Depeche Mode. Okay. Right, I've imagined that. It's not that bad, actually. If it's got a good sound system and screens, I'll be up for that. Nice warm summer's evening. Yeah, beautiful. They're sort of they're sort of back again, aren't they? That's the interesting thing. They did a whole night of their stuff on BBC Four the other night, and I suddenly remembered that you know about twenty years ago I'd been massively into them. They um, their new album is political, which I think is a good thing. I think more more acts should do political records. I'm just waiting for the voice of the Beehive political album. Your own personal <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, voice of the beehive. I can't, okay, let's let's try and uh, so what the, the Depeche Mode. So just can't get it up. Your own personal Jesus. Just can't, just can't get enough. I know. 
What yeah, were the rude? What were the rude versions of songs you sang at school? There was uh, can't just can't get it up. There was um, oh, what was the one? Um, oh, there was one. I remember some kids singing it on the bus when I was at school. Um, it was about foreskins. Um, oh, what was it? It was a song. Um, it was like a disco song. I'm going to have to hurry you. <laughs> no, don't hurry me. Um, it was a disco song. Um, oh, 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 what was it? It was really filthy. And I'm not, um, get down on it. That was it. But I can't sing the rest of it. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know those sort of songs used to sing on the flaming bass. Get I down know. on it. Get down on it. We used to sing a very rude, rude version of Karma Chameleon, but I'm not going to go into that now. Oh, was it involving Honor Chameleon? Anyway. Um, Dredge? So, yeah. I can't name any more Depeche Mode songs, um, so I'll, I'll name that tune in two. Well done. Well done. Thanks very much but, indeed. Uh, the reason I was calling up was because I was listening to some of your interviews from... Um, other radio stations. In uh, yeah, the, Matthew, bloke called, uh, Matt Matthew uh, uh, Stevenson, young lad, he's built a website and he's put up on there, nothing to do with me, LBC, you can't sue me, he's put up on there pretty much everything I've ever done hourly. So all the radio shows I've ever done from all the radio stations and all the podcasts I've ever done, including the MSM ones, the lost ones I think might be turning up soon, um, they're lost, and, um, uh, uh, somehow he's got hold of all the uncut interviews I did, uh, uh, Absolute. Even I didn't have I those things. Uh, I was listening to one. It was, it was the strangest interview. It was Christopher Lee. Oh. You were interviewing oh. him about his symphonic heavy metal album. Wasn't that an awkward interview? It was brilliant because <sighs> you, you were saying things like, um, so, um, yeah, I, I was in a film with you 20 years ago or something like that. And he says... What's that got to do with my album? Yeah, he did, because I, I worked with Christopher, so I knew him a little bit, okay? I was just double in a film, and I was doing props on the film in Pakistan with him. And How I, could you have been a dish double? Do you look like him? I was, I was tall and slim, and the guy that they had to be his double was a big, muscular Pakistani. Um, it doesn't matter, because we wore a latex mask, but we had to wear the same clothes, and I was tall and slim, and this, uh, the, guy, the Pakistani actor was too muscular. And so I was doing props, but they said, oh, you can be his double. And it, I, I'll never forget, we were in, it was boiling hot, and uh, we were in Karachi, and I had to go. I was. I had to go on the bus that he used to get changed it in, and I'd say, Christopher, I, sorry, I, I, I need your clothes. And he he told me off. He was furious because there was only one set of clothes, and he's there in his blue Y fronts, slagging me off, uh, slagging me off, having a go at me. In and it was boiling hot. And it was a miserable three months, the, both the, the the worst and the best three months of my life. Um, but I sort of You've knew. Got You've got to call your autobiography, I Was Christopher Lee's Double. I have. Double. And, and I, then I'd met him about four years later. He came on the 11 o'clock show, and he remembered me. He came on as a guest, he said, and I said, Christopher, we work with you. He said, of course, I remember you. And we had a really nice chat. Um, and then, he, then he, he had to go. And so I thought doing this interview with him, it would have been another eight years after that i thought we could pick up where we left off and you're right and i said christopher i don't know if you remember we did a film i was in a film with you yes what's that got to do with what we're talking about oh crushed me and you weren't allowed to ask him on the set of this film we did you and i used to hang around with him quite a lot and, and talk to him quite a lot because i didn't have a lot to do but you weren't allowed to ask him 
about Dracula. Hated talking about Dracula. But, 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 he would talk about playing Scaramanga all the time. And the the one film he talked about more than, um, uh, than um, that, that James Bond film was, I think, it's Police Academy 7, Mission to Moscow. And Steve Guttenberg's on the show later Steve Guttenberg's on the show. It all links up. And he'd, he, he would say, and of course, I was the first Western actor to deliver a speech entirely in Russian in Red Square in the movie Police Academy 7, Mission <laughs> to Moscow. And he, was, he was, and he would talk about that, but you, he wouldn't talk about Dracula. What a strange person. He was, actually. I got, I got on with him really, really well, and I've got a couple of pictures of me with him, which I must dig out, uh, and I've got very short hair, and because I'd been in Pakistan for three months, I was, I was very brown, and I was, we- I think I was probably wearing Pakistani clothes, so I looked Pakistani. A I, I, I look I pulled off quite well. Um, but yeah, no, I, he, he was, he could be grumpy and miserable, but he was Sir Christopher Lee. If you can't be grumpy and miserable when you're Christopher Lee, when can you, Dredge? When can you? <laughs> You were li- I was listening to the interview, and there's a bit in the middle where you say something like, he says, have you heard the album? And you're like, I'm looking forward to listening to it. <laughs> I, I, I had it, and um, I never, ever uh, um, listened to it, but we are now about to listen to Christopher Lee, Christopher Lee singing a heavy metal Christmas 2. Let's have a little listen. All right, all right, not off. Christopher Lee? I sing Oh. another version. Oh. It's a bit more naughty. Oh. No. It's, it's not bad. Is it bad? not bad? It's naughty. I mean bad in the sense of unpleasant. Well, we'll be the judge of that. entertaining. Yes. It's really? certainly different. <laughs> This is brilliant! Gets down. This is great. And now in closing, <laughs> of course, I wish you all very... A very heavy Christmas. Thank you. Thank um, I you. was my other claim to fame with Christopher Lee. I was with him the first time he ever drank Pepsi. Uh, where was that? Again in Pakistan, and he asked for a Coke. He said, "Good, can I have a Coca Cola, please?" It would have uh, taken sort of three minutes to say that. Well, that you died. So the young lad, the runner, ran off and came back and said, "I'm, I'm, I'm terribly sorry. We haven't got Coke. We've got this. Is it all right?" And he, Christopher Lee took the bottle and went. What is this Pepsi Cola? He'd never heard of Pepsi. What is this Pepsi Cola? And he drank it and he said it was, hmm, that's quite delicious. Now I've gone into Roger Moore. Hmm, that's quite delicious, Scaramanga. There you go. I heard he was, I heard he was interviewed by somebody else and they said, well, you've done, you know, you've done so many uh, films. We're, you know, we're, we're looking forward to talking about your films, Sir Christopher. And he said, films? What films? Oh. And uh, is this good enough for the podcast, do you think? Hey! I'll tell you what we'll do, Dredge. In the next hour, 
will take votes. Start yep. voting now, listener. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Do you think? And I'll do it on Twitter as well, and we'll combine all the stats. Do you think Dredge's call is good enough to make the podcast? I'll do a little poll on Twitter in a minute, um, and we'll, 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 for the next thirty minutes or so, uh, uh, John, we'll take calls on it, and um, we'll, we'll see what the listener thinks. Is that okay? That's absolutely fine. Can't say fairer than that. Thank you very much indeed. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Do you think Dredge's call was good enough to make the podcast? I'll do a little Twitter poll as well. We'll add the figures together. We'll get the stats in. We'll, we'll run them through the computer. We'll get the boffins to analyse them. We'll send them off to the laboratory. Um, we'll get the we'll get them back. We'll have a look at it, and we'll, we'll have a little talk, a little conflab, and then we'll see where we are. How the hell did we do an hour of radio then? I've got no idea what we talked about. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You've kind of got the idea of how this works now. You can call in about absolutely anything uh, you want. In the next hour, we will have uh, uh, Sir Steve Gutenberg. We will have Sir Feng Shui, um, and we will hopefully have your telephone calls. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Follow me on Twitter, at Ian Lee. I'm about to do an exciting, pointless Twitter poll. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Wowzers, 32 votes have been cast already on the Twitter poll. Was John Dredge's call good enough to be in the podcast? 50% yes, 50% say no. It couldn't be any closer whatsoever. 0344-499-1000. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yesterday was kind of like the 4th of July. The way your face lit up the entire sky. Had to look away because it hurt my eyes. The way you hit me was a big surprise. Making any sense, but it felt okay. Ask you if it was my birthday. This kind of thing don't happen every day. Just like 
One of the people that we're hoping to uh, meet with the meet in New York, Imani Coppola. Catherine, make sure you bring lots of beeps with you because um, we'll, we'll pre-record her. She won't be coming on live. Trust me. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, dear listener. You're listening to me. My name is Ian Lee. Uh, this is Talk Radio. It's a late night phone-in show, unlike any other. Excuse my peacocking for a second, but I'm very, very proud of it. So up yours, Delores. Uh, it's a phone-in show, unlike any other, in that we uh, we don't necessarily go for the mean. We don't go for the finger pointing we don't go for the blame uh we sit here and we chat and we discuss and sometimes we argue and sometimes we disagree um and sometimes i challenge you and sometimes you challenge me and sometimes you phone up and tell me the show's rubbish and that's fine that's absolutely fine you want to phone up and say the show is rubbish you're more than welcome to i'd rather you phoned up and said the show was rubbish than you know went online and said this and said this well, yeah, 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 all right, fine. You go, you go online and say that if you want, but phone in. Tell me why you think the show is rubbish. Get me thinking. Challenge me. Let me know. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Uh, we'll have uh, Steve Gutenberg in a bit. We'll have um, the uh, chat with the Feng Shui guy. Jerry's on the line. Good evening, Jerry. Hello. I'd like to hear the conversation about something you were discussing last night. Yes. Breasts. What? Breasts. Breasts. I think a B-cup is the best. I don't think... Oh, we were... No, fair, no, fair play. We were talking about breasts. You think the B-cup is the best? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't got a clue. I don't know what the cups mean. I don't... I've got literally no idea what the cups mean. The number, the, like 32 or 34, that is what you... Oh, my elbow. Just touched my elbow and it hurts. That is when you put a tape measure around and you measure. Is that right? That's the number. Yes. You stole some underwear. You stole some women's underwear from Topshop, yes. Yeah, it's still. Well I wish it still it would have been easier. Yes. How much is you the deal chicken? Hey, how much are these blue bright blue dongy stringy underpants? Yes. Push, push. I've seen scarf. I have never bought underwear. I don't wear underwear. For, no. Oh, shut up, man. Uh, I've bought underwear for me, you, you prune. Of course yeah. I have. I go to Marx's. Go, whenever, whenever I'm feeling flush, I go into Marx's, I buy some new socks and I buy some new pants, and that'll do. But, um, I've never bought ladies' underwear. I wouldn't have a clue. And, and that's, and that's the, that's how most relationships break up, is because the man thinks he's doing a nice thing by buying his girlfriend or his wife underwear, and he presents it to the wife or girlfriend, and of course, he's bought, um, sort of bright red <laughs> prostitute. Yeah. That's the kind of thing a prostitute would wear. And the missus looks at that and go, "You think that's what you think of me? Get out of yeah. here!" It so it's a way to end, it's a way to end a relationship. He didn't last. You're right. He didn't last long after that. He did. bin bag is on the front garden. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Bin bag, front garden. Get out of my house. Get yeah. out of somebody my else, house. Somebody else's slippers under the table. Yeah. Well. No. So never, never buy underwear. Yeah. For um, uh, your loved ones, it will always, uh, unless you're listening to listener and you've done it and you 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 you've, you think you've pulled it off. Don't be rude. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I tell you what, Jerry. I know compared to you know what's going on with you, this is nothing. But my elbow, flipping it. If I if I just gently if I, if I lean on it, which I often do, 
or um, just I, if I hit it very gently on the arm of a chair, I'm in agony. And it only lasts for about, it's agony for about five or six seconds, and then it's just a dull throbbing for about 30 seconds. So, yeah, it's not the end of the world, but flipping heck, man, it's an half hurt. I same Parkinson GF, I paint ourselves until it's a pain. Until it's a pain. Is it, pa- is, is the, because I'd never thought of this, is the Parkinson's painful or is it because you're bashing yourself that it's painful? No, oh God. Hey, well, you, you ain't just starting by starting the love spots. It's painful. It's excruciating. Really? It's, you can't stop. You can't stop. Then people walk past. And they do knocking one out, but you know, you, you're trying to shout and stop. How me? Stop me wrong. It's bashing me. Yeah. Painful. How are you doing, man? You've sounded a bit worn out the last couple of times we've spoken. Say that again. I'm struggling to understand you as well. The last couple of times, which, which always concerns me when it's when it's regular. I know it comes and goes, but you say you listen to Virgin Radio. Yeah, I listen to schedule every night. Hey, I'm doing a show for Virgin on June the 11th. I think it's going out. They want me to bit of cross promotion. They want me to do a two hour show where all the songs are kind of connected with New York. Imagine, imagine. So back in the New York groove. I've got, I've got one. Go on. Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys. Yeah, there's a song in New York. Do you come from New York? Oh, yeah. I don't really know. I don't, I, this is the thing. I used to pretend I liked the Beastie Boys because it was a I cool see. thing to do. But uh-huh. I, don't re- I, don't, I don't really like them. I don't dislike them, but I certainly don't have... Um, you know, oh. certainly not. Fa- so I like sabotage is quite good actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me but the rest of it is a little bit pony. Mm. Just shouting. Yeah, Second album's best. Yeah. Well, they were um, um, considered naughty, weren't they? Because of people stealing Volkswagens and they had an inflatable um, penis there. on stage. I've been there. Kids group market making the belts. I can tell you, market run. He went bang. Anyway, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got the badge. And the beans of you just snap all the time. It's quite a pull this string guys, beans of You gotta fight for your right to party. Something like you don't care. Didn't feel like he's still. Is he still with us? Who's with us? Bill with us? No, I do. One one of them died, didn't they? One of them died. Yeah. Who had to be out there? Beast of Boys and the other guys. Throat cancer, limb cancer. So, so there's only diets of video safe. Mm. Except mine. Also, one of them the equalizer. I'm, str- I'm really to... struggling to understand you tonight, Jer. I'll slow down. I'll slow down. Slow, slow down. Take a deep breath, deep breath. <sighs> Give it again. I've got a piston to help. He's had like ten years and perverts perverts phoning up last night. <laughs> There's one on the phone now. But yeah, no, there were. It was um very it was a blue show last night. We've had a few blue shows recently and I think we need to um just start going above the waist a bit. And by that I don't just mean going back to breasts. Yes, plates no, no. on the plates. 
Right. I'm cutting you off now because you're a dirty old man. Good evening, Jerry. Hi. There we go. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I was struggling to understand Jerry the last few times he's phoned in, um, which, which always concerns me slightly. Once, once you kind of expect it, and the next night he's normally all right, but he's been a little bit. Um, I think the heat, the heat doesn't help at all. But, 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 just to say, and I know we have some shy um, listeners um, who want to call in, but because of. Um, uh, a problem with their speech, you know, I know people that have got a stammer or, or whatever. The people that, that um, are a bit embarrassed about the way they speak and they don't want to phone in, um, don't let that win. I know on some radio shows and some radio stations, Jerry wouldn't get on. I know for a fact he doesn't get on LBC because they haven't got the time or the patience to, um, to, to kind of work through what he's saying. Um, we have, we have, you know, if it takes the whole show, we'll do it. Um, so if you've got, you know, a, a, I don't know what's the, the, the collective a speech impediment of some kind, whether it's Parkinson's or MS or a stammer or whatever, whatever, um, you can still give us a call. We're not going to turn you away. Oh, no, 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 no. We are a drop-in centre for the lost, the bewildered, and indeed the lonely. 0344 499 is the telephone number. Let's have a quick look at the uh, Twitter poll and see how the votes are going. 58% uh, are saying yes. Dredge's call was good enough to go on the podcast. That means 42% are saying no. Uh, you've got 15 minutes to vote no. Um, at Ian Lee, 0344 Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The wild man of late night radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. So, here's the thing. By some strange quirk of fate, I'm sort of... I, I sort of know Steve Gutenberg a little bit. He's my most famous kind of sort of friend and stuff. And, um, well, I've been getting in touch with him because, 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 because. You know him from the Police Academy films and Cocoon, and he's done loads and loads of stuff. Here's the thing. While you're listening to this next interview, go onto YouTube and, and type in Steve Gutenberg running through a park. Type that in and enjoy. Um, and I kind of got in touch with him. I've not spoken to him for ages and ages. Um, because of the show in New York, and I know he lives in New York, and um, I was wondering if we could grab him. And um, Well, anyway, he said he'd come on the show this week, and he did come on this week. We were going to do it live at 10 o'clock, but you know what these Americans are like. You know what these artists are like. They're a little bit flaky. So five minutes past nine, I got an email saying, Ian, can we do it now? I went, yeah, yeah, sure, no worries. So, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Steve Gutenberg. Mr. Steve Gutenberg, are you there, sir? Hi, Ian. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, thanks, man. How are you? Really good. Really good. And so glad to connect with you again. I haven't spoken to you for absolutely ever. Uh, the last time was when you... Oh God, it must have been about six or seven years ago when you were doing Panto over here. It was. You were in. Uh, you were thirteen or fourteen years old. That's right. And 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 you were you were still in your late thirties, which I think you still are now, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, late 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 nineties. But who's counting? <laughs> hey man, how you doing? What are you up to at the moment? I'm really really good. I just wrapped uh, shooting a, a show called Ballers for HBO. Oh yeah. Ah, now what's that about? It's about uh, financial managers of professional professional athletes. Okay, okay. HBO does some really and, good stuff, doesn't it? Yeah, they do. They're really, really smart guys. And uh, this guy, Steve Levinson, who is the producer and creator of the show, yeah. he created Entourage, so it's kind of fun. Oh, wow, okay. Because HBO, you know, uh, HBO is the channel you're allowed to swear on in America, isn't it? 
Uh, you're allowed to swear and show certain parts of your body naked. <laughs> and do you show any parts of your body naked, Steve? That's what I want to know, because I'm naked right now. My hands and my, my, my face. <laughs> <laughs> the most delicious parts of your body. Um, yes, uh, you remember well. I remember you've got, you've got very gentle, gentle lover's hands. Um, uh, your, just you, just you. Your book came out, didn't it? Because I remember when you were over here, you were telling me about the book, and it, it came out, and it's a cracking read. How's that doing? Uh, thanks, buddy. It's doing great. It, it, uh, it sold out seven, all seven copies. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's a, that's sold out, isn't it? <laughs> That'll do. That'll, seven copies is seven yeah. copies. It's fine. Hey, it's fine. Fine with me. That's what we were supposed to print five, but it was there was an extra printing. Yeah. Well, the, you know these things these things happen. So what? Um. So you've just wrapped a series. What What else have you got? What's yes. What What's a What's the day of What's a Steve Gutenberg day like? Starts out at five a.m. Jesus, when I rise with my my beloved uh, uh, Emily Smith, who's uh, who lives with me here, or I, she lets me live with her. Beautiful, here in New York City. Yeah, and uh, we get up. We have a little breakfast. We have some fruit, some eggs, or cereal. Um, we uh, if it's if it's the first of the month, I'll take a shower. <laughs> Uh, and uh, then we go out for a walk. We take a walk early in the morning. We, we go in the park. Why are you getting up so early, man? I've always been an early riser. I, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I have no idea. I just can't sleep past five. Jeez, I, 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 don't, I don't envy that. I, I, I just I was doing a breakfast show for for four years, and I had to get up at four o'clock every morning. And now I'm at the other oh. end of the day, and I I can get up at midday, Steve, and I love it. Oh, that, yeah, listen, there's nothing like that. Well, well you, you're one of, the, one of the guys I admire because you have a clear head. Well, yes, you are in some ways, yes. And, and, <laughs> and I'm, uh, I'm, I, I don't know what the hell I'm thinking, but my mind starts about 10 to 5. And what do you do, what do, you do for fun? You know, when you're not working, how, what, what, what do you do to entertain yourself? Oh, well, we live two blocks from Lincoln Center. Okay. Here in New York, so we are uh, we're avid ballet goers, and we love going to the opera. Um, yeah. The Philharmonic is uh, there, so we we'll go once a week to uh, that, and then we try to watch some theater. Okay, what was the last thing you saw? Do you remember anything good? Yeah, Glass Menagerie was great. Wow. Yeah, have you done it's Broadway? Have you been on Broadway, Steve? You must have been. Yeah, I just. A few years ago, I finished a play with Woody Allen. Wow, did you? Yeah, it was great. Oh, uh, it really was. Directed, directed by John Turturro. And Woody, what, Woody Allen was in it? No, he wrote it. He wrote it. Wow, 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 fantastic. Yeah. Did you get to meet him at all, or did, did he keep away from yeah. it? Oh, no, I spent a lot of time with the author. Wow, absolute yeah, legend. He was, uh, yeah, and, and and an extremely personable guy. Yeah, and um, you know the the the, the a, a ten out of uh, ten in writers. So I was I was pleased to be able to have some time talking to him. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Um, 
Yeah. And obviously, nice pe- you know, people know you from movies and you've done TV as well. What, 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 do you enjoy doing the theatre? Because it's, com- it's a completely different thing from movies, isn't it? Completely different. Well, sure. The, the great thing about theatre is that you get to do it again every night and work on it every yeah. night. And um, the great thing about film is that you've got to have your, your screen craft in shape so... When they say action, you've got to be the best right there. Yeah, yeah, you got to so do it. I, I like both. I like I like both mediums, but theater um, is a real place to to work out uh, because every night's not going to be perfect. Yeah, and you can try to hit the bullseye every night and that's kind of kind of creatively inspiring have you done um much directing steve uh yeah i directed a couple of films a couple of television shows and i i would like to direct more i'd love to direct a play yeah, I uh, I think because that's that's kind of where the power is, isn't it? You know, the, the actors get all the credit and the glory, but if, if if you've got a strong director, that's where the power is. The power is with the women, Ian. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> hey, I watched a brilliant documentary the, the other day, um, and it, 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 you, you kind of popped up in it. It was the um, oh, and I cannot remember the guys. Oh, it's um, the documentary about Leonard Nimoy by his son Adam. Have you seen it? Oh, really. No, 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 I haven't seen oh, it. Man, it's a, it's a really great film. We had Adam on the show talking about his dad, and, um, of course, I'd forgotten that you'd worked with Leonard Nimoy, didn't you? Yeah. What the hell are you doing? You're not on the toilet, are you? Am I what? You're not on the toilet, are you? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm in an office, and <laughs> uh, I'm, I, have to, I have to go outside, so I'm just putting my desk together so I can lock my door. But, okay, okay. <laughs> um, so I don't, uh, so no one steals my stuff. But I worked with Leonard on Three Men and a Baby, which was, yeah. directing-wise, his greatest commercial success. Yeah, yeah. I've forgotten he directed that movie. What, what was he like? Was he a nice man? Yeah. Yes, he was a really nice man. I, I uh, describe him as a fireball inside uh, an iceberg. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's Russian, so he has that stoic nature, and he also came from a time that was, you know, economically difficult. He was, you know, I think he was a uh, he was a he was born in the he was born in the thirties, yeah. Um, and uh, but a but a brilliant teacher, a brilliant acting teacher. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, he he was really really accomplished in the craft of of uh, theater and film and all kinds of acting and yet sadly you know t- to most people which is why i've been recommending this film because you get to see all the other aspects of him sadly you know sure. it, it, it's, oh it's spock you know everyone goes oh spock spock and and um you, you there are elements of that i think about you because I've, I've been mentioning that you've been coming on and people go oh police academy oh police academy oh pl-. and of course you've done a million other things you know does it ever get frustrating sure. with when people kind of just associate you with that you know brilliant franchise no no just the opposite really of course because as an actor if you get one character that is a seminal character for people, like Sean Connery with Bond. Yeah. 
or Harrison Ford with Indiana Jones or Stallone with Rocky uh, or, or Johnny Depp with Pirates of the Caribbean yeah, yeah. Um, or Bill Shatner with uh, Star Trek. Of course. You're very lucky. Yeah. Because the, you, you can't expect the audience to know all of your work. You really can only expect them to know the, the world-famous stuff. Yeah. And same with Picasso, uh, same with Matisse, uh, same with Beethoven, same with Bach, same with Steven Spielberg or, or, or Dustin Hoffman or, the, 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 or Meryl Streep. The truth is the audience just has so much time yeah. to watch material. So I think it's pretty egotistical to think, oh, well, you haven't seen my King Lear, but you've seen my Police Academy. So I think that's a little bit pompous, and I would not be pompous. But if, but if they do see my King Lear, pro- I promise you they will forget my Police Academy. <laughs> Mahoney who? Um, Steve, listen, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to let you go. I love you, and I think whenever you pop up on screen, you know, whenever you, I see you in a movie or a TV series, I, I, I honestly, I think you just bring the, the screen alight. Give us the name of this HBO series again so we can keep an eye out for it. It's called Ballers. Ballers. Uh, B-A-L-L-E-R-S. Yes. It, um, it, it uh, premieres in the United States on July 23rd. Okay. Maybe it's the same uh, in the UK, and it stars a, a wonderful guy who's very popular now named Dwayne Johnson. Oh wow! Yeah, of course, The, the Rock. The he's Rock, a, yeah, really terrific guy. Yeah, terrific guy and a great actor. So oh, fantastic. Well, listen, Steve, I'm going to let you go. Just to, just to flag up, just to flag up, me and Catherine are bringing the show to New York in June. Right. Um, right. Can we come and sleep on your floor, please? Yes, please sleep on my floor, and, and, and please have me on the show again if you, if dude, you can. I'd love to do Dude, it. I will be in touch. If you're in New York, are we gonna, we're going to... Not at 5 o'clock in the morning. That's crazy time. Or maybe we will. Maybe All we'll right. come and have breakfast with you at 5 o'clock in the morning, but we'll be in touch. But I, I'd, li- I, I, I'd love to have you over because uh, we're pretty good cooks around here. <laughs> I love you, Steve Gutenberg, and when you met my, my niece and nephew, you were an absolute joy to them. So thank you, man. We will speak to you soon. All right, Ian, great to hear your voice, pal. Talk to you soon. Take care, man. Bye-bye. Be well. Late Night Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. And we are back. We are live. 11.31 on Thursday on Talk Radio. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. When we go to New York, we're certainly going to look Steve up. And if he's in town, we'll have him. Um, and we'll see if we can film a little bit with him as well, which would be nice. Um, we'll have the Feng Shui expert on in a bit. We're getting another pre-record, so we'll break it up a little bit. Loads of you on Periscope now. Uh, Periscope.tv slash Ian Lee, if you want to uh, to watch. And if you're watching on Periscope, pick up the phone and dial wherever you are in the world. It, we will call you back. 0044 Four nine nine one thousand zero zero four four. I'll have a coffee, please, Ed. Zero zero four four three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Uh, we call you back. You can call about absolutely anything you want. Um, let's have a quick look through some of the papers. Um, and here's here's a weird thing in the Daily Mirror. Thank you very much, Ed. No worries. There we go. It's good to have you back. Um, it's see why you've been wrong all along. What the heck? 
Wet, dear Hick. It seems we are getting tied up in knots over the best way to do up our laces. The method passed down the years is actually the one most likely to result in them coming undone. What the hell? I have uh, some shoes where they're always coming under. Double knots. That's all you need to do, isn't it? A double knot. You tie the knot, then you do a double knot. Here's the thing. My boys are seven and five, and I think this is really common now. They don't know how to tie shoelaces. Um, and and sh- at, the, the, sh- at school, shoelaces, shoes with shoelaces are banned. Uh, yeah, really. Um, Velcro. And I remember learning to tie my shoelaces. I remember sitting on the stairs in the house and um, learning to tie my shoelaces. I don't remember exactly when it was. I'm pretty sure by the time I was five, certainly by the time I was six, I imagine by the time I was five, I could tie my shoelaces um, up. And my boys can't. And I keep saying, um, we should really get some shoes with shoelaces on. I know they're not allowed to wear them at school, but... I kind of think at seven and five, they should be able to do their shoelaces up. And um, there's never any moves to do this. (laughs) There are never any moves to buy the the shoes. So I need to go out and buy some shoes. Really, That's what I need to do. They bought, well, no, that's not completely true. 0344 499 1000. Some shoes with shoelaces were bought, but they had zips down the sides. That's not proper. That's not proper. Um, in fact, maybe that's what. We'll, maybe that's. I'll, I'll, I'll take them out on Sunday. We'll buy some shoes with shoelaces. That's uh, that's what we'll do. That's what we'll do. What song is that? Well, it doesn't matter. Um, engineers at the University of Berkeley, Berkeley, Berkeley in California, have found it is a mistake to tie the first knot left over right. Okay. Yeah. And then loop a bow round in the same way. We should cross the left... I wish I hadn't started this now. We should cross the left lace over the right and then do the bow right over left to best avoid unfastening. Tying laces, however, is not the only basic life skill we have fallen short on. Here we look at some of the other everyday tasks we may have always been doing the wrong way but never realised. This, to me, is important journalism. Forget um, America dropping the mother of all bombs on Afghanistan. <laughs> is that, that's what they described it as, isn't it? The mother of all... The mother of all bombs. <laughs> Bloody idiot. You've got, you've, got, you've got a child in charge of one of the, the most powerful countries in the world. A child. Flipping it. Um, so let's have a look. Um, here we go. Ah, now, now, this makes sense. Yes, I knew this. Going to the loo. Okay. Um, the Western habit of sitting on the toilet seat could be bad for our health. I knew that. That's bad. It's, 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 you need to be up a bit. You need to kind of, you, you, we sit down too low and it's bad for our stomachs and our sphincters. That's okay. I can say sphincter. Instead of sitting, we should be squatting like what they do over in Inja to allow a clearer and straighter passage for our waste to pass through. Um, yep, that makes sense. That makes sense. So you're pooing wrong, guys. You're pooing wrong. Brushing your teeth. Now, here's the thing. I don't know how you're supposed to brush your teeth anymore. And I've got an electric toothbrush, but I haven't changed the head in about two years. I believe you're supposed to change it every six months, maybe even every three months. I haven't changed it in two years, and it is covered in gunk. And I don't think it's really doing anything. And also... I do wonder what my boys are up to with that toothbrush. I do think that they have used that 
because sometimes I go, I, I get home and my toothbrush is not where I left it. You know, I do wonder. If you're typing on my screen, I can't see. But you're probably updating Twitter, Catherine. I forgot, sorry. I forgot. Between 10 and 1, at night, follow at Flipping Cath, because that's where her attention is not this show. That's, and that is absolutely fine, my darling. That is fine, my darling. Show me. Look, she's just quickly closed down the window and show me the thing. Uh, but they keep changing how you're supposed to brush your teeth. When I was a kid... I think it was up and down when I was a kid. But now, I, I think it's round and round now. Is that the latest advice? Let's see. Let's, let's continue reading page 27 of the Daily Mirror and find out, shall we? Do you rush to the bathroom after eating a sweet treat to scrub off all the decay, co- decay, decay causing sugar on your teeth? Well, you could be doing yourself more harm than good. You should never clean your teeth directly after having a meal because you will push acid deeper into your enamel. Also, do not brush too hard or too long. Uh, Rigorous brushing can damage gums. We know that! Oh, does... uh, Yeah, we know that. Um, Here's the thing, you know... And this this is scientific fact. Right. You know that they have found a link between not between bad oral hygiene and dementia. I know. They reckon if you don't clean your teeth um, enough, um, it can cause a uh, buildup of bacteria in the mouth. Can cause um, c- could possibly cause dementia. Isn't that incredible? I remember we had a dentist on when I was doing another show. And I asked about that. I said, this is obviously made up, isn't it? And he went, no, 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 it's, yeah, it's true. It could be a cause of... of the, the, the. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? Um, good evening, John. Good evening. Yes? I couldn't resist calling because you're talking about brushing your teeth. Oh, are you a, 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 an oral obsessive? Well, I've changed my habits quite recently, yes. actually. Yes. Um, what I do is, um, I was horrified when you said your toothbrush was covered in gunk. Yes, sir. Because I'm worried that, about your, your lovely teeth, my dear. thing is, what I find I can do is I, I, I can, you can soak it, make a, um, a solution with a um, bit of bleach and water. You're telling me to put bleach in my mouth? This mustn't come anywhere near your mouth. It's my toothbrush. Can... It comes near my mouth. It's the only no, thing no, that comes can, near my you mouth. Can, you? you can clean it. You can clean your toothbrush. Yes. Yeah. And it comes out looking absolutely lovely doing it that way. Can I not... Um... Can I not do that thing that they use at barbers? You know, they've got that kind of uh, clear glass thing that you pull the lid up and it opens and they have their um, uh, combs and, and things in there. Barber, mm. I think they call it barberside. Yeah. I get the feeling my barber never washes anything. I thought barberside was when they got depressed and killed themselves. Oh, that's not bad! That's not bad! <laughs> I, I worry a bit about hygiene in, in barbers, actually. Um, well, but you're not bleeding in there, are you? What about one? <laughs> I hope not. But what about you know the bit? You know the bit that little um, shaver trimmer thing, the electric. The clippers, yeah. That thing. I mean, how many things has that cut before? But it's a bit, but but it's not entry. It's not mixing with your bodily fluids. I'm talking about molecules. Although, of course, you know why the barber's pole is is red and white, don't you? (laughs) Blood. 
Yeah, yeah. Because they also used to, barbers also used to do um, minor surgery. And so the red and white is bandages, the white is the bandages, and the red is blood, and that's what the pole means. But why not? None of this MRSA rubbish. No, exactly! The, um, now, the, the other thing I've, uh, I do... Uh, Here's a, can I tell you something? Can I tell you something that's going to disgust you? Right? It's yeah, absolutely going to disgust you. I'm 43 years old. I only brush my teeth hey, once birthday. a day. I only brush my teeth once a day. <laughs> Gosh. I don't brush it in the evening. I never have. And do you, guess how many fillings I've got? Oh, you've got no filling. I've got one, one filling. I got my oh, first filling last year. Yeah. My first filling. And that wasn't because of, of bad oral hygiene. That was because I chipped a tooth. My mouth is full of fillings. Catherine's saying recently... I never go to the dentist. Up until, the, up until two years ago, I went every six months. And then I've knocked it on the head because all they do is they say, oh, you should go and see a hygienist. And you ch- a hygienist charges 60 quid and it bloody hurts and it's horrible. Uh, but they don't say your teeth are in bad shape. They don't say you need fill. I'm, I'm, I'm on top of this game, dentist. I'm on top of this game. I just want to ask you about one other thing, Ian, which is the, the other thing I've changed is that um, when I brush my teeth, I put a little bit of... Um, toothpaste on the brush. Yes. And then... That's the way. And then brush them. Yes. But I don't rinse it out of water. Oh, no. Well, again, you're not supposed to, but I do. Because otherwise your mouth tastes the toothpaste too much. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, no, I don't mind a, I don't mind a little bit of toothpaste taste. I remember, I remember being an adult when I brushed my teeth in front of the, to- the, the dentist... And then he said, the tooth doctor. And um, I went for, a, for a, a swill, and she went, what are you doing? So I'm rinsing out. She said, don't do that. You'll just undo all the goodness. I went, yeah, but it tastes too much of toothpaste. I don't mind a little bit of toothpaste, but not too much of toothpaste. If you don't mind me saying, I think you might be putting too much toothpaste on your brush. <laughs> I put the, no, no. Here we go. Here's the medical advice. The, su- <laughs> the size of a pea. <laughs> Is that what you meant to put on? The size of a pea. Are you going to interview Donald Trump when you go to New yes, York? Yes, yes, we've got that lined up. We're doing him on Wednesday, Wednesday the 12th, at 14th. And it won't be some ridiculous impersonator. No, It'll be the real Donald Trump. Actual Tr- Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, we've got it sorted out. And, um, and if you could, I'd like to really want to know what Bacon is up to. Some of the Muppets he's left us with on, on Five Live. Richard Bacon, well, let's just say... He's one of the people that I have spoken to, and he said if he's in New York, he doesn't know what his schedule is then, but if he's in New York, we'll, oh. we'll be talking to Richard Bacon. That's happening. He's busy working, is yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's busy. He lives in New York, and he's busy over there. So um, I wasn't going to say anything, but you, you forced my hand. You forced my hand. Uh, and he's one of the people that said, yes, if I'm in town, Ian, I'd love to. So, yes. Fantastic. You forced my hand, John. Thank you very much indeed. 0344 499 Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. People tweeting me, people emailing me, people texting me, people periscoping me. It's a phone-in show, guys, and I'm pretty strict with that. 0344 499 Although saying that, I will refer to the Twitter poll. Was John Dredge's um, call good enough to make the um, podcast? Uh, 55% say yes. So well done, John. Um, it is in the podcast. Um, that's great news for everybody concerned. But don't tweet me, don't send me messages on Periscope, don't email me. Uh, it's a phone-in show, 03444991000. After midnight, when we come back from the news at midnight, we'll play the interview with the Feng Shuist. Um, because uh, I, I'd be ki- I, I'm, I'm kind of coming round to it. I think it makes perfect sense. Catherine was uh, less accommodating 
um, of what um, the uh, expert had to say. Where I, I was going, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, it made perfect sense to me. That energy and where you position the door, all of that stuff. So if you've ever had it done, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Uh, other stuff we get wrong. Storing headphones. While you might think the best way to stop headphones from getting tangled is to t- loop them around your hand, this is more likely to lead to a knot. Instead, you could try using bread ties to keep them in place. Bread ties? You mean those little fiddly metal things? What are you do that for? What do you, what do you mean? Or wrap the wires in a figure of eight around your index and little finger. When you have 15 centimetres of wire left... Wrap it round, flip it. I mean, Laura Connor, who has put this story, who's the Daily Mirror's um, journalist, who has put this together. I think you've let yourself. That's the third one. We've got three more to go. I'm gonna persevere, but I'm not expecting much. Washing and drying your hands. Um, while antibacterial soaps and sanitizers, I love it. I love going to the hospital because I love those. Little thing, the red things on the wall outside. I love it. Every door, I'm having a little squirt. Researchers warn they may cause antibiotic antibiotic resistance and even alter your hormones. A Glasgow University study found soaping down wet hands and rinsing was significantly more effective in reducing bacteria. It's more hygienic to dry them with a disposable towel than a hand dryer. So they're saying soap and water is better than other stuff. I mean, two more, L- Laura Connor. Th- th- one of these last two had better be gold. Sleeping. We have been told that eight solid hours of sleep is recommended, but is actually unnatural. Anthropologists in America found that interrupted sleep could actually be good for us, as through evolution, humans are designed to have two. Pi- this last one better be good, Laura Connor. Show me Laura Connor. Packing your suitcase. Ah, now I know what you do with suitcases. You don't fold. You roll. You roll. Honestly, it's the best thing. It, you pack your stuff, right, and you fold it, or even if you fold it like they do in the gap, it will look ropey when you take it out. Roll it. I bet this is what she's saying. While folding all your holiday items properly and stacking them into your suitcase may seem like the most obvious way to neatly pack your stuff, it is not the most effective. Rolling, yes, sir, rather than folding, could actually reduce wrinkles and free up some extra space. I was right. Good evening, caller. Hello, you talking about me? Uh, uh, hello, Ian. Paul again. Right, okay. Can I set a question for you that I'd like to ask everyone that could call in? Please? Okay, the question is it's Easter coming up, right? I'd like to know. How everyone individually eats their cabbage cream egg. Because everyone, I bet, do it differently. Topical. Hello, Hello. Hello. 
Yes, it's Paul. Am I on to Ian or another caller here? Can you say something, Ian, please? You're on to another caller. Okay. Well, sorry, I didn't catch your name. My name's Mark. Right. I don't know why Ian's put me through. Why have you called? Do you want to chat or...? Yeah, I wanted to chat to Ian, but uh, tell me what you were saying. What I was saying was, it's Easter coming up, yeah? Yeah. Right, we all like an Easter egg. Do you like a Cadbury's cream egg? Mm, yeah, sort of. Okay, right. So I think everyone eats them in an individual way. How do you eat yours your way? That Wasn't that the ad campaign from a few years ago? Sorry? Wasn't that the ad campaign from a few years ago? I don't know. It might have been. I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not copying any. I just thought of it tonight. I wasn't maybe accusing right. you of plagiarism. No, maybe you're right. So maybe I'm, it's not such a mad thing to ask, is it? It was used as an advert for them. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they used it as an ad a few years ago. Thinking about it, yeah, they said, "How do you eat yours?" That was the catchphrase, wasn't it? Yeah, that's, and that's what you've just said, isn't it? Yeah, but I've just remembered. I didn't know that. I didn't remember it from before. I, I just thought of it tonight. So, how do you eat yours? Like cabbage cream egg, that is. It'd be a long conversation if I listed how I eat everything. Right. Have I touched on a touchy subject? Is this why Ian's done this? I don't think Easter eggs are ever a touchy subject. Uh, oh, I meant about eating in general for you. It's just a guess. I've got nothing to add to that. Okay. I think Ian's played up both of us, hasn't he? I think Ian's been very fair. Yeah. It's it's what he likes to do, though, isn't it? Sorry? It's what he likes to do, though, isn't it? Yeah. But I think it's a bit cruel, what he's done tonight. It's a bit low, isn't it? Well, you, you wanted to talk about Easter eggs, and you've got to talk about Easter eggs. You're just talking to me about it instead of Ian. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I was only trying do, to... Do you eat yours like... in a strange way? Is that why you found it to ask how other people eat theirs? Do you eat yours in a strange way? I like mine not out of the fridge. I like mine from the fridge which makes it quite hard, and then I like to put it all in my mouth at once. There you go. Surely you're at risk of choking. No, I don't know. I'm not a little baby. <laughs> no, I wouldn't choke, I don't think. I think it's quite a large thing to actually swallow straight away, isn't it? Oh, God, there you go. Ian's going to laugh at that as well. That'll go on the podcast, won't it? I doubt this will go on the podcast. Well, I just said, come on, he'll, he'll find it. No, a... I doubt any of this will go on the podcast. No, maybe not, no. It's two quite quite dull men speaking to each other. 
It's quite what? It's two quite dull men speaking to each other. Okay. Why do you feel yourself as, why do you think yourself as dull? That's a good question. I don't think anyone should think of themselves as being dull. That's a positive outlook on life you've got. Sorry? That's a positive outlook you've got. I like to try and think of a positive outlook, yeah, even though a lot of the time it don't think very positively, but you got it, haven't you? You might think I'm eccentric. Maybe it's because I'm mad. you got to try and make light-hearted things out of things that are serious in your life, really. Mm. Are you glad you came over from TalkSport? <laughs> I, I listened to uh, Andy and Candy uh, a few times, but I got a bit fed up with them, yeah. I started to come over because they, they mean, tricked me, didn't they? Yeah, but you've stuck around. I have, yeah, I don't really know why, but I think Ian's, Ian is a very interesting guy, actually. But I think tonight he's maybe, well, maybe he's doing a good thing, because you're actually speaking now. Why have you called in tonight? There's a bit of therapy or someone to talk to? Or? No, I had a hypothetical question for Ian, but I'll pose it to him another night. Why don't you pose it to me? Because it's specifically about... His radio show, so you wouldn't be. You able can to still answer. pose that to me because I listen all the time. Maybe I could answer it instead of him because he's not talking, is he? Maybe I won't be able to give a better answer than Ian could. Well, I think the thing that we learnt uh, from that conversation that I shall carry with me all evening was this. I like mine quite hard, and then I like to put it all in my mouth at once. Cheeky Paul. Across the UK. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. the Feng Shui guy in a little bit, in a little bit, 0344 499 let's go to Steve, evening Steve Alright Ian Hello Steve um, just, just two questions if that's okay Yes um, I've got to start work soon so I've got to be brief Okay. But could you list the, the radio stations you've worked for in order of who pays you the best who paid you the worst? Oh, yeah, that is a that is a great question. So you want me to go from highest paid to least paid? Yes. Okay. Um. Right. Okay. Yes. You want me to do it now? Yes, please. I, I think this is right. Okay. LBC Talk Radio Absolute Radio. 
XFM. BBC Three Counties Radio. Horizon Radio in Milton Keynes. I think that's about right. That's about right, yeah. Next question. I like that. That was fun. What what about what? What about play radio? Oh, I I didn't get paid for that. Oh. Didn't even get petrol money. I did it for a laugh. I did it for the arse of it. It was good. It was a good show you did. I only did did about... I I did about two, didn't I? Yeah, one of them you just read from a book. Yeah, I, I think I only did it too. It was in, the, it was in a, a barn in the middle of nowhere, and I didn't get petrol money. I just did it for the for the thrill of doing it, you know. Because of Tommy Boyd. Yeah, well, I never met him though. Oh, that's strange. Question number two. Was, yeah, um, with um, advances in um, technology. Yes. Do you think? In the near future, you could do a radio show from home. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could do. It, I could do it from radio. I could do it from home now. Yeah. So, so why why don't you? Or uh, because it would involve. Um, well, there would be an initial outlay to do it. It 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 would. No, you could do it now, and it would sound like you were in a studio. I like coming into a studio, and also, I, you know, I, 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 I'm one of those people that I feel by getting out of my house. And going to work, I'm um, I'm getting into a frame of mind for for work, and I guess the technology is like only ninety percent reliable. So, but I like coming into work. I like coming to the studio. I like seeing Kath. I like seeing Ed. I like seeing Andy and Jason, and I see James. Well, I, you know, I like the the thing of coming to work. Oh, okay, fair enough. Right, I've got to go work. Bye. Um, fun question. So, uh, Feng Shui, a load of old balls. Or something that actually, possibly, there could be something into it. I don't know why we talked about it the other day. I enjoyed that call. I think I've got that right. I don't know why we talked about it the other day, but we did. And um, I demanded Catherine book me a Feng Shui expert. And she did. And this is him. Now, Thomas, the reason we've got you on is because the other day on the show, um, I can't even remember why, but the subject of Feng Shui popped up and me and my producer were having a little bit of an argument about it. So the first things first, what exactly is Feng Shui? (laughs) And am I pronouncing it properly? Um, to take the easy question, yes, yeah, it'll do. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> my, uh, I tried to pronounce it properly. Yeah. Um, for the first few months until my Chinese sister-in-law got hold of me and gave me two different pronunciations that I hadn't known at that point. Oh crikey! Uh, and the final nail in the coffin of me trying to pronounce it properly was 2005. Yes. When I corrected my daughters, we were in Vancouver at the time. Yeah. Um, and I said, no, that's not the way to pronounce it. And they said, yeah, it is, Dad. I said, you mean the people who migrated from Hong Kong pronounce it that way? And they said, yes, Dad. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> so, 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 like, yeah, okay, anything I'm, I'm goes then. All right. Yeah, pretty much, yeah, anything that's vaguely feng shui will be fine. Now, what exactly is it? Because people think it's, uh, it, it's um, well, you can't have your TV there, and you've got to put your flowers there. And I was arguing, because I thought it was kind of more involved than that, that it was that, that quite often a, a feng shui master would get involved with the architect that was actually building the house. Yeah, it's a lot more involved than that. Basically, how, how can I describe it? All this solid stuff that we're used to thinking is solid, I mean, e.g. this phone I'm holding. Yeah. Um, We think it's solid. Yeah. The reality that the metaphysicists have been going on about for, well, millennia. Yeah. And the 
leading edge physicists are kind of catching up to is that the solid stuff isn't actually solid it's um energy well if you break it's everything a, down you go small enough it's all loads of little vibrating things isn't it exactly yep. now once you come back up a bit yeah um you can start looking at how energy is flowing around the apparently solid stuff right now if you take the planet earth how's it flowing around inside the earth how's it flowing around inside the atmosphere yeah and that essentially is what we're doing with feng shui literally translated it's wind water wind water uh, yeah we're looking at how things are flowing well that's what's flowing around on the surface but and it's it's most commonly associated with with people's houses and the impact that has on their day-to-day living is that right yeah because if you uh coming back to what you're saying about architecture yeah if you put the position of the door of the house assuming you're starting from scratch in the right place for somebody yeah. by whatever set of criteria you judge it they will generally do a lot better in that house than if you put it in the wrong place so what would be the right place and what would be the wrong place well this is where it starts getting difficult oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because it depends on when the person's born oh my goodness no uh yeah and it depends also from the building itself yeah whether it's energy is any good or not uh to a degree what's happening through time I mean, to, to give you an example... Yeah, go on. Um, up until December 21st, 2016... Yes. Had you had a door in the right bit of the southwest? I'm thinking now your front door. Yeah, yeah. You ought to have done fairly well in that house financially. Okay. Now, we had a time zone change uh, on December 21st, 2016, yeah. and those influences that were in the southwest moved around to the north. Oh, it's truth. So now those southwest-facing houses ain't going to do quite so well, and the ones that were facing north and maybe struggling a bit now should be doing a bit better. And that's just uh, the, the and that's the just the door. That's just the door, yeah. So you can start looking at. Sorry, go on. No, I was going to say. So, so um, <laughs> I don't know where to start with this because it's so mind blowing. So what? What is happening then? Yeah, it's the it's the, the the position of the door is either preventing or encouraging the energy to flow in a certain way. Well, there is that as well. Oh, I mean, if you just think about the physics of the door, yeah, um, you've got whatever energy influences are on the outside in the front garden, let's say, yeah, and then how big is the door at the front compared to the door at the back? How much energy are you letting in? Oh, have you got the stairs at the back of the door stopping and getting in? Yeah. Have you got the loo opposite the door, which you sometimes get, like, swallowing it? Or have you got a decent size hall? Yeah. Pulling the energy on the inside, distributing it around the house? We've got um, in our house, obviously, you know, you can't see the house. We, we, I'm, I'm clutching at generalisations. But when you open the front door, and it's a good-sized front door, on the left-hand side, there's a loo by the left-hand side. Is that generally considered good or bad? It ain't a great place for it, but generally on the side you'll get away with it in practice. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, the, the ones that really cause the problem are when you come in through the front door, yeah. you've got a hallway, not too wide, maybe six feet, yeah. and straight in front of you is the, the door to the loo with the loo behind it. Yeah, I know, no, I, yes, I've, I'm, 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 my, my therapist has, a, has a, 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 his loo position there, so that's bad, is it? That ain't great. No, oh, no. man alive. <laughs> what other things should should one be looking out for, then? Um, typical ones that we kind of mess up in the UK in a building. 
there's this thing of um, the Chinese say the front door needs to be bigger than the back door. Right, okay. Which most of us will go, yeah, well, actually they're the same size, thinking yeah. about the, the door out of the kitchen and the front door coming in. No, our back doors uh, are bigger than our, our front door. Yeah, well, what we tend to forget about are those big patio doors yeah. in the back. Yeah, that's what we've got. Yeah. Yeah, the aluminium frame job is that we had in our 1980s built house. Yeah. <laughs> before we moved. Yeah. Now, typically, if you've got that configuration, unless you are very, 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 very lucky, um, it bug- will be you against the money. You're trying to hang down, not totally, but <laughs> there will be a pressure for money to leave that house. Oh. And it will be you working to hang on to it. Yeah. Um, th- I'm g- a typical council house, and you-, you know what I mean by that, a typical council house, as typical as one can be, yeah. which I kind of grew up in. Um, yeah. Uh, what, are they designed well, generally, in terms of feng shui? Because loads of people, um, loads of my listeners will be living in those houses. I grew up in one of those yeah. houses, and, and, and it, you know, they're kind of a bog-standard... D- d- I'll, design. I'll ask the question a little bit of a different way. Okay. Sometimes they tend to have different designs of house, a kind of yes. fairly rapid kind of working on Not a few, but several designs of houses and builders tend to build lots of that design. Yeah. Now, thinking about my aunt's council house up in Rotherham, yeah. where she lives there, uh, you can't, well, they didn't actually come in through the front door, which is another. Oh. Uh, thing. They came in through the back door. Seemed to work okay for them. Okay. Um, but if you came in through the front door of that house, yeah. small hall, stairs coming straight down behind the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That bit wasn't great. The rest of it wasn't actually bad. Okay. Because the energy had to wander through that house to get out of the, uh, the back door. Why the, the way s- they used it. Why are the stairs the behind way, the front door? Because that's what we used to have. The stairs behind the front door. Yeah. Is, is that bad? Is that sucking all the energy okay. up instead of spreading well, it? Well, not so much. No, no. What tends to happen is... Energy gets attracted by gravity, so it flows down slopes. So it'll flow down the roof, it'll flow down the stairs. Yeah. Uh, if you've got a flow of energy coming down the stairs, when you open the front door, that energy's trying to get out. At the same time, the energy outside's trying oh, to get I in. Oh, I see, so it's pushing its, its way out. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. That's why you do tricks like hanging a wind chime up in the gap between the door and the stairs and rattle it plenty, so the sound kind of disrupts the flow of energy coming down the stairs. Okay. So sound can and another trick. Yeah, another trick you can do is those old 1950s convex mirrors kind of think, think dinner plate yeah uh size mirror that kind of shape I, convex shape i know exactly what you mean yeah yeah you put one of those up um over the stairs facing back up the stairs yeah if you if your walls are in the right place yeah uh, and again that will get some of that energy which is coming down the stairs hit the mirror blasts back up the stairs and again reduces that energy the strength of that flow coming down the stairs so you can if you if someone and, and I, I, we'll find out exactly what you're doing we'll obviously give the website a plug <laughs> and stuff but if, if someone okay. were to phone up a feng shui master phone you up and say right tom can you come and come and have a look at my house and can you can you do can you do some stuff because we're, we're we've moved to this house and since we've moved to this house our marriage is on the rocks we, we, we money is just disappearing we don't quite know what we're spending it on would there be practical things even if the house was designed terribly in terms of the energy and stuff, would there be things you could go in into that house to do to improve relationships and, and, and handlings of money? Almost certainly, yes. Uh, because you can do a fair bit with colours. If you've got some decent income influences someplace in the house, yeah. usually you can put the right colours in that part of the house and strengthen mm. them. 
or take the wrong colours out if it's got something draining it, which yeah. happens sometimes. So, yeah, usually there's quite a bit you can do practically without having to get the builders in to start changing <laughs> the bricks and mortar. Yeah, you've got to <laughs> knock that window out, brick it up, put one over it. So what, what's, a good, know, what's a good colour and what's a bad colour? Well, depends where it is. Right. Let's say that north influence again. Yeah. Um, and let's say that it's, we've got an income influence in the north on the inside. Yeah. Blues will be neutral for it. Um, white, grey's metallics will strengthen it, and greens will weaken it. Okay. And now we come to, is it a beneficial income influence or a harmful one? Because mm. it's a beneficial one, whack it full of white paint or uh, grey paint or whatever, Yeah. you strengthen their income. If it's a harmful influence, whack it full of uh, green paint, weaken it. Now, Thomas, there will be people listening when we play this out tonight. Will go, what a load of old balls! Um, but, <laughs> uh, no, but I, I can't, I'm, by, I'm, I'm digging all this stuff. What, what no. evidence have you got, Thomas, that this works? Okay, I had a similar uh, reaction. <laughs> right, not quite as extreme as them. <laughs> been that extreme, I wouldn't have got into it. Right. I came across it in 1980 when yeah. I was in Malaysia. Yeah. My in-laws were into it. They were they're Chinese. Um, and they wouldn't tell me what it was about. Now, that got my attention focused. Wow. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> After about five years, I'd worked out the ones who were into it were doing better as a group than the ones who weren't. And I'm like, OK, I'm going to have some of this for my career. That's where I started. Yeah. No matter about doing feng shui for people. And where, like, how, do you, how do you learn it? Do you go to, like, feng shui school or something? Um... Yeah, I mean, the traditional way is you find somebody who knows it, you tag along with them for 20 years, oh. and gradually the knowledge transfers across. Yeah. Uh, in the West, we tend to be more into formal education, which is it's got its strengths and its weaknesses. Yeah. Um, and typically what you'll be doing is going to class um, a weekend a month for a year, maybe two weekends a month for a year, or a week, ten days intensive, and then you'll need three or four months before you do next week, ten days intensive. Okay. And gradually working like that, and the knowledge is transferred in the classroom. Yeah. Now, the downside is, you better do lots of practice in between and see what works and what doesn't, and how well you can drive it. So, and, and so do you do, do you do that at home, then? When you were learning, you, you're, like, moving mirrors and, and wind chimes around. Oh, and, yeah. And, if, and if, you, if, you, if you and the missus were arguing, you go, right, well, that's not work. Let's put that back over there. And, and you're doing all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and also uh, ignoring teacher who, bless them, two of my teachers said, look, do not play around with this stuff yet. You lot don't know enough. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's all play. Um, <laughs> <laughs> of course, you're a bloke. That's what we and do. what tended to happen, and this is coming back to uh, how I wanted it work, because uh, I was having a play before I knew it all, and I found out, yeah, they were actually right about that eventually. Some things worked, and some things did not do what I expected them to. Some things made it worse. Wow. And then the teaching would progress a bit further. It's like, okay, now I understand why not to do it when he said, uh, and I understand yeah. why it did what he did. And you get, you get work. Who, 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 who gets in touch? Who phones you up and says, um, Thomas, can you come and help? What kind of people? Typically, it will be about two-thirds um, what I'll call households. Right. About one-third businesses. And, and that's in this country? That's in the UK, yeah. And, and are they are they predominantly Chinese? Cause, because I would imagine that, that a Chinese person will be slightly suspicious of, of a Westerner doing this. Uh, yeah, that's one way of putting it. I would say some of the clients I like the best are the handful who are Chinese. Okay. Yeah, you're dead right. Yeah. I mean, I used to get one lady, bless her, used to phone me up every Chinese New Year for about three years. Could I do the Feng Shui? 
she would hear this Western voice on the end of the phone. <laughs> and suddenly she'd start stalling and put the phone down. <laughs> That's about three years. <laughs> she'd figured out, she remembered the phone number and said, no, no, I won't phone him, he's, he's English. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've got a few Chinese clients, but mostly, <coughs> um, I would say European and Asian. Okay, okay. And so you, and you, go, so you, you, you might go to businesses that perhaps aren't doing as well as, as they think they should, and, and they yeah, think it's because it's, of the, the energy. Typically, yeah. It's, uh, they're doing everything right from a business point of view, yeah. and it's not performing as well as it should on all the benchmarks. Think, okay, we've tried everything else. We better try this Feng Shui stuff. And that's more or less where they're coming from at the time, a lot of them. And listen, I don't, I, I, you know, don't give away too many of your secrets, but supposing I, supposing I run a business, there's no, let's, yeah. suppose, supposing it's my home, it's my home, and I just yeah. feel that there's something not quite right, and I'm, money's not going the way it should and stuff, and I called you out. What, what's the kind of ballpark figure I could expect to pay? Oh, it depends where you are. Okay. Uh, I mean, assuming you're down the road in the Midlands, so yeah. you're like, you know, not too far around, out from Leicester. Yeah. I'd probably be looking about 600 quid. Wow. Wow. If I'm and how long, how long does it take you to how long does it take you to do it? You, can you do well, it in a day or is it over a period of time or? Well, <laughs> at their place, the intensive bit uh, should is usually over in a day. Yeah, yeah. Before that, there's some sleuthing and calculating that I do here and take with me. Right. And I'm, t- I'm toying between sometimes and usually. Uh, once I've done the work, they'll have some questions. Yeah. It's like earlier on today, there was a guy I did a consultation for a couple of weeks ago, has got round to, he's got the painters in, that coming in this weekend, wow. he's going to do a load of colour changes on, inside his factory, and he just wanted to check that they were doing it right, and what order to prioritise it, if he doesn't get it all done this weekend. Isn't that it's incredible? Like, yeah, Isn't that incredible? With it. Yeah. Um, and and finally, Thomas, and we'll give the website a plug in a minute. But um, wh- why okay. do you think? Because the the, the the Far East. I'm a big fan of Japan. Japan more than China. I've, I've been to both, but I love Japan. Okay. And um, it, it seems to be that in Japan and China, too, the, 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 they they still kind of quite sensible young people will still hold on to spiritual values. Do you know what I mean by that? And I just yeah. wondered why perhaps we, you felt we in the West had lost that a little bit. Because we will get people tonight listening to this who will be sniggering and going, what a load of old, you know, as I've said. <laughs> and I guess what, if you had any thoughts on why perhaps we as a Western society have let that go a bit, whereas in some of the Eastern countries, the Asian countries, that they still adhere to those things. I don't know. I I do wonder if it's to do to an extent to us being the pioneers with technology. Because if you go back a few hundred years, for whatever set of accidents, circumstances, whatever, we in these islands pioneered a lot of the technology yeah. that spawned the Industrial Revolution around the world. And we kind of put our faith in, if you can see it, touch it, kick it, if it works by mathematics, great. Yeah. If not, it's bullshit. Yeah. Um, and I think coming at it the, 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 in the East, coming at it uh, maybe a little bit later, and looking at our stuff and going, actually, how well does it work? Mm. Oh, yeah, it works, but in these circumstances, it doesn't. Mm. Uh, they tend to hold hold on to it a bit better. Maybe, actually, there's another maybe on this. Go on. Uh, because there's some stuff in India um, that... They use on timings and timings within an hour, which the young people now have stopped using. The old people ha- tend to hang on to a bit. Yeah. And I know that stuff needs timing accurate to about 10, 15 minutes. Mm. Okay. 
And timing for all of this, Feng Shui, horoscope, whatever, is driven by where the sun is. Never mind what the clock says, it's yeah. where the sun is. Yeah. Now, you put a railway in across a wide continent like India, and you better start synchronising the clocks, otherwise it's going to be really difficult to run that railway. Yeah, yeah. And suddenly, six o'clock at night, ain't six o'clock at night by the sun anymore. And if you're driving your calculation by the clock, it ain't going to work. I find it's it... Does that sense? Yeah, it, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, kind of. I find it fascinating. Thomas, listen, give, give, give the website a plug if people want to come over and look at what you do. What, where where okay. can they find out more? Uh, if they want to come and have a look, www.fengshui-consultants, with an S, dot co dot UK. Fengshui-consultants.co.uk. Yeah, or yeah. the easy way is... Search engine, Thomas Cox and Feng Shui, that should get him. <laughs> Thomas, get him to, get him I, I've really enjoyed picking your brains this evening. Thank you so much for your time. You are most welcome. Brilliant. I've enjoyed it. Thank you, mate. Bye-bye. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Catherine joins me in the studio. Now, you didn't buy any of what Thomas had to say. Not really. He was a very nice man, though. Well, he was he was very, very nice. I I think there could be something in it. Why are you dismissing the beliefs of one billion Chinese? Why are you dismissing that? So, And, and the history, the rich history and cultural heritage of china and amazing have you ever been to china no i have i only went to japan for a weekend well i have been to china and i did you uh, believe everything that they do sorry do you do everything that they do now do i do everything that they do now do you want to have another go at that do you want a third <laughs> third run at that have a third run at it do go you on. now do everything that they do do nah i'll tell you what let's let's leave that because you do you though well, you, you, I don't know what the question is because you're, bab- you you're babbling. Do as the Chinese do. I believe that they are more clued in to the energies that exist. He made an excellent point. When? Right at the start, mm-hmm. that everything is moving. Everything is moving. Yeah. Right. You break everything down. String theory. You know string theory? You no, but I know theory. about physics. I t- well, well, do you know about physics? Because string theory is physics. Yeah. So do you know about string theory? No. Right. Are you going to tell me about string yes, theory? Yes, I am. Yeah, yeah, I am. String theory <clears throat> is a hypothesis that <clears throat> a, a, a lot of physicists buy into. That How many? A- oh, I would say I would say between 70 and 100%. Okay. No, this is tr- string theory is true. String Tell theory me. is a thing. Tell me that everything is made up of tiny, tiny strings. Everything is made up, and they are vibrating constantly, constantly, constantly. So that means everything. That means my fingers. That means this desk. That means this computer. That means um, your head. That means light. That means everything. And this is a theory in physics. Okay. So why, if that is the case? Why is it so strange that we can manipulate that energy to a way that is beneficial for us within our homes and our offices? I think that people are willing... People, Some people need to believe that there is, another, there is a higher power at play. I'm not talking about, wait, talking wait, about wait. physics. Yeah, I'm this is why physics. I'm saying... Physics, it's science. Yeah, so some people need to believe there is a higher power at play, whether that's in terms of energy... 
What are you talking or about? God. Why are you talking about higher powers? That's irrelevant. Magic. That's irrelevant to this conversation. Can you let me finish my... No, because you're going off... You're doing a Ken. You're, you're just going off on a wild flight of fancy that's got nothing to do with what you're we're saying, talking about. You're saying, why don't I believe it? No, I'm not. I'm No, I'm not. Why don't you believe science? I've just given you science. Okay, that's got nothing to do with feng shui. No, it is. String theory. Physics. All right. Ex- the manipulation of energy. No, that's a leap. Let's bring... Let's, I'll tell you what. Let's bring... Um, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, let's bring... Um, let's try and bring someone with brains into the conversation. Please. Paul in Stoke Poges. Oh, never mind. Hello, right. You're talking the absolute truth here about energy it's got nothing to do with believing in a higher being it's about science you're right i actually wear myself a small silver ball with a chime in it round my neck that is a feng shui ball like me, a cat can i hear your balls no is no it, you is it because you kept bringing birds in yeah, I was just about to make that joke. You, you, I'd already thought of that joke, and I was about to. Well, say it, it's you not your joke till you me. say it, and I said it first. Exactly, Paul. Hang on a second, Paul. What? Do, 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 hang on, he's gone a bit quiet. Hang on, what? I like mine quite hard, and then I like to put it all in my mouth at once. Okay. It's not a joke. I do actually wear a feng shui charming ball around my neck. Okay. I like mine quite hard, and then I like to put it all in my mouth at once. Okay, dokie. Fair enough. Yes, you got you got the joke. Yes, I'm sorry. It was a bit of a low joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you could be talking about cream eggs, well, I was or about, yes, you could I be was... talking about dicks. Let's just hear that one more time. Now, I've explained that to the listener at home. He could be talking about cream eggs, or he could be talking about willies. Now, you've got that. Have a listen and, and see if you uh, find it a little bit funnier. I like mine quite hard, and then I like to put it all in my mouth at once. Well, that's... I was talking about cream eggs. But it I could be that. about willies as well. Yeah, it that's was, the that's joke. I made the joke. That, yes. Well, you didn't make the joke. You were the joke. No, I made the. Oh God! Did you not realise what I knew? What I was saying? I don't think you didn't you quite knew. say that. I edited it so it sounded like you did. Yeah. Anyway, yeah so Paul, again, I thought of the joke. Hang on a minute. Paul is uh, Paul is agreeing with me. Paul is a, is a yeah. very wise and man. And still, you persist in right, insisting you're right. Can I finally finish? Well, in a second, I'm just arguing with my producer and friend Catherine right. Boyle. Yeah. Um, Paul is making fun of him with a good point. He understands what we're talking about. He knows more. <laughs> he, Paul is a <laughs> oh, Paul sorry. is a, a, a well travelled. You've travelled around the world, haven't you, Paul? I've travelled around Europe. I wouldn't say I've been. I've been to America, but I That's haven't not been Europe. to Southeast Asia. But okay. I've been around Europe and. What countries America, have you been but... to in Europe? Let's just get a list. Uh, France, Belgium, Holland. So he's, he's yeah. a world traveller. He's a I world. I've been to Iceland. I've, I used to go to B Jams. He's a world. No, no, I, bet I played a golf course in Iceland. And who won? <laughs> I don't know. It was like a Reykjavik. <laughs> Sorry. Right, can I finish, right? Please, Paul, ener- do, 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 please finish off. There, okay, about Feng Shui, what I was going to say was, yes. there is, is, say you take a simple compass, yeah? Or a simple caller, yeah? Say you take a simple compass. Okie dokie. Right, yes. and you point it and it says, it says it is true north. Yes. There is no well, such thing y- no, as true, true no, north. You know, compasses don't point to the North Pole. No, uh, but... It, they oh, point God. to Canada. Just right, and that is actually true. They don't point to the North Pole. It's a fact. I'm not even doing the thing now. Can they you don't. Let Paul finish. He's explaining this All very right, well. Come on, I'm explaining it. For, just come on. So well. Good evening right. to Libertas, who's just joined us. Good evening, Libertas. Okay, right. True North is not true North on a compass. 
because of that energy that I say I believe in that you were right in, yes. True North is actually always floats either side of yeah. actual True North. There is no such thing as real Whoa, 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 whoa. Because of the energy that you're right man. talking about. True North floats to the left or right of True North. Yes, slightly. So there's no actual True the North. Thing is, this is actually true. Yes, it... This is true. True North does not... is not... It, it's a myth. I know, but he's saying that you can find it, if you find True North, it's just slightly to the right or left. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be North East True North, North is not a fixed point. All right, carry no. on. Go on. Right, can I finally finish, right? I wish you would. You take, as long, you take as long as you want, Paul, because I'm enjoying okay. this. Okay, right. Richard Nixon, huh? the former US president... Yeah. When he visited China... Yes. ...on a... on a official visit... Yes. When he came back, he had he had all of the White House, all, everything, his, the whole place, the furniture, everything, yes. made Feng Shui-like. Richard Feng Nixon, Shui -like. the probably hey, most provable charlatan that well, ever... hang on a minute. Just, until recently, hang on a minute. around the United States, just Just saying. because he was a liar and a charlatan doesn't mean he didn't know a thing or two about Asian culture. Okay, I can follow it up even better then. Thank you. Even better. Donald Trump. Oh. All his hotels and the building he buildings he built. I've got wet beds. No. <laughs> are done. A built in a feng shui manner. A f uh, feng shui manner. It's a great name for a house, by the way. Yeah. Welcome to feng shui manner. <laughs> finally, oh. Walt Dis Finally, Walt Disney. Yes. When he built Disneyland, had it built in a feng shui way. Now, is that the street? <laughs> Hang on. Right, let's bring Robert into the conversation. Good evening, Robert. Hello, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you very much. Have you, you've called in to agree with Paul? Absolutely not. Oh. Good. Go on. Well, you're talking absolute, well, bullshit. But, but Robert, hang on a second. Before you start calling us out on bullshit, what, can, uh, mm -hmm. your, your phone line is awful. Are you on speakerphone? Oh. Not anymore. I was eating a sandwich. Th right, is that better? <laughs> what was in your sandwich? Mm. Well, well, wouldn't you like to know? Yes, yes, I would. I reckon just some simple cheese and mayo. Chicken. Oh, oh yes! Oh, dirty oh. boy! Oh. And I've had far too many of them tonight. I feel disgusting. Oh. But anyway. I bet his sandwich was probably crispy duck. No, no it was chicken. <laughs> he, said, he specifically said chicken, Paul. <laughs> or is yes, this a... I can prove it. Okay. Unlike Feng Shui and String Theory, which is not proven, it's, it's not even a theory. Well, no, hang on. Hang on a minute. And it's massively disproved. Hang on a minute. It's hang on a minute. Tenuous. I didn't say it was proved. On. I said, said it's it a science. theory. I said it was a theory. Well, hang on a minute. No, the the theory of evolution is a theory. That's not been proved. Right. Well, Ian, you don't understand what the scientific, scientific theory is if you're saying Oh, that Robert. I have, I have had conversations and lunches with more scientists than you could name. Well, I doubt it. Well, but now you're calling me a liar? This is No, I'm awful. saying you're mistaken. Okay. There's a difference between a liar and... Well, by saying you doubt it, I'm not mistaken. I know, I, know what, I know what a theory is when it comes to science. Of course I do, Robert. Don't patronise me. Explain it. I'm not patronising you. Well, you are... Well, that was patronising. Oh, yes, that was. Now I am. Okay, now you are. Well, st don't start patronising, then. Shall I stop? Um... Uh, yeah, I think it might be a good idea. Right. So, what do you think a scientific theory is? Well, what do you think a scientific theory is? Because I know what a scientific theory is. It's not like it's not like Columba going. Oh, I got a theory. 
It's not. That's not what a scientific hunch. Anyway, no, that's not no, what a scientific no, theory is. It's something that. Well, that's that, what I'm is, saying. I thought that's what you. Ian, just say one final thing to him if you're talking about Columbo. Well, 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 oh, very good. Okay, Paul. You, you, but, okay, thank you, Paul. The breathing. Right. So, Robert, what's 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 the um, erroneous point you wish to make? Well, uh, first of all, um, you you brought in. Um, we were talking about energy. This chap was talking about energy and that uh, we were holding a phone yes. and that just contains energy. Well, it, it, it contains energy, but it's not made of energy. And, and the things that hold those particles together are forces, which are not energy. The definition of energy is the potential for work. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and bring you back to the subject that we're talking about, Robert, because you're, you're, you're shilly-shallying all oh, over the place. I think he's place. doing very well. He's, right. not, making, no, he's not, not making any shilly. sense whatsoever. I'm not shilly-shallying. Shilly-shallying. Etsy-ketsy. I'm not... Well, you can make up jibber-jabber. Um, okay, that's, hang on. That's a bit racist. Etsy-ketsy is Greek. It's not, it's not jibber-jabber. It's actual... It means up and down. I said okie-dokie. English, and that just means... You're talking bullshit. Okay, Robert, you get very, Robert, you get very angry about something that you're. You, no, I'm not very angry. You're quite angry. No, you? no, no, not angry at all. I'm enjoying you. I'm enjoying you tying yourself up in knots. But continue. I'm not tying myself in knots at all. Okay, Robert, continue. I'm sure bullshit has an energy of it too. Paul, Paul, not helping. Paul, Paul's, Paul's on my side, and uh, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Robert, from, well, look, if, if Paul from Stoke Purges is on your side. Yes. Bring in mind, Robert couldn't couldn't make a phone call properly. We couldn't understand the first minute of what he was saying. He was eating he was, a sandwich. He was Going on speakerphone. Slack. I mean, Jesus! Yeah, we, we all, everyone had, knows that speakerphones are unlistenable. I'm not on speakerphone. Paul, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to Robert. We're trying to get. Let's just. I tell you what, Paul. Why don't you, you and me be quiet, and we'll let Robert try and make his point about Feng Shui. Good. Okay, I'll count to well, thirty. No, Feng Shui—it's—it's it's just a load of old woo, and um, it's just made—it's made up nonsense. There's no scientific evidence for it. There is no any. There's no evidence whatsoever for it. Well, hang on a and minute. Our not, expert that what? we had on had evidence yeah. for it. What evidence? Well, he the, said the anecdotal, that anecdotal evidence. Anecdotal evidence said, is rubbish. The well, hang on a minute, Robert. Not, Robert, calm down. What? Calm down. Why? Why are you so angry with the Chinese? I'm not angry with you're, the Chinese. You're, you're dissing a billion Chinese. No, not all Chinese people do this. No, most of them do. And anecdotal <laughs> evidence. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. No, I'm a, no, hang on. I am. No, no, no. I am. No, no. Hang on a minute, Robert. 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 No evidence that most Chinese people do this. Robert. 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 What dear? Oh gosh, he's getting very upset, isn't he? Um. I'm a huge fan of anecdotal evidence. I, 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 this, this, this notion of we must dismiss anecdotal evidence, I think, is, um, is a terrible thing to do. Can I just say something oh, quick I think again? You're wrong. It's making me laugh. No, you can't, Paul. I'm talking to Robert. Anecdotal Sorry. evidence, I think, is some of the richest, most nourishing evidence that we can have. It, it paints colour well, to otherwise black well, and white stories. And I think that I the dismissing... No, just, uh, hang on a minute, let me finish. I let you spoke. Okay. Let me speak. Let me finish. I think you just dismissing... Spoke, yeah. Well, there you go, Paul. You, 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 you're picking up me saying words incorrectly, because that's how thin, that's how paper thin and how <laughs> narrow your argument is. It is terrible. Absolutely. Yeah, where's tab- your evidence? Tab- where's your evidence? It doesn't work. Well, n- n- I don't have to prove that it works. Well, no, you. No, no, no. I'm not asking to, for no, that. No, 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 no. I'm asking no, for your evidence. It doesn't work. Well, you cannot prove a negative. 
Exactly. <laughs> Therefore, no, no, no. You're, you're turning this on its head and uh, essentially talking nonsense. Therefore, Robert, you, you, Robert, you, you, you're telling me I'm talking nonsense. The guy that's been on the phone for the last ten minutes and has made absolutely has, has just been aggressive and malicious and doesn't realise that when I'm talking, he can't be heard on the radio. So, isn't as clever as he thinks he is. Um, and you're the one accusing me of talking nonsense, Robert. You've not made one single sensitive, sensible point so far. Try again. So you're making extraordinary claims that feng shui works. So therefore, you need to produce. I didn't evidence. say. I didn't say that feng shui works. Well, your 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 delightful caller did. No, it wasn't a caller. No, I haven't said it was. Leave Paul out of this. I, Robert, he was an expert. Robert, yeah, yeah, he wasn't a caller. He was a guest. Well, he was calling on the telephone. No, he wasn't. We called him. He was a guest. Well, you're calling me, but you call me a caller. No, but you've called in first. You've initiated this call. Robert, this is very poor. Oh, this very is, poor. This is, this, is, this is semantics. No, it's we, not. We're, it's, we're it's, not it's, you, you, you said you referred to a caller, so we assume you're talking about Paul. The, we had a guest on. Now, the no, guest... Okay. Well, yeah, and I'll semantics... Take, take, take and I, 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 well, Listen, when, when it's an argument, I, I, do, I do like accuracy. You said that I said I, that this was fact. Didn't say that at all. You then talked about a caller. It was a guest. We found out. You then said that mm-hmm. I would call you a caller. Well, yes, because you called in and then we called you back i believe that there is quite possibly something in what thomas was saying i haven't conducted enough research of my own yet to um reach my final conclusions what do you think is in it then can i just say now quickly that robert has just called feng shui a load of old woo Yes, I do. Thank, thank you, Paul, for your summary of the call so far. I appreciate it. That, that's funny, isn't it? Yeah. So what was your question, Robert? <laughs> no, I didn't even pick up on that pun. That was quite good, actually. I've got to give him plaudits for that. That's pretty good. You're, you're shilly-shallying. What was your question? I didn't have a question. You did? You, no, Robert, you asked me a question. And the fact that you oh, don't... And the question was... Here we no, go. The question was... Yes. was the, can you produce extraordinary evidence to back that up wasn't, extraordinary? That wasn't the last question you asked me. Oh, remind me. I no. It would be, be kind of you if you did. Yeah, it would be, but no, I'm not going to. Because if, if your, argument, your, your argument is just attack, 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 and you asked a question, and the fact that yeah. 30 seconds later you forgot what that question was, um, I think says quite a lot about you and um, your... Not mm. not brilliant yeah, um, yeah. A, a, attempt at, at making a point. Okay. So do you want to try again, or, or do you want to leave it at that? Well, I can't remember the last question I asked. So, um... Let's leave it at that, then, Robert. I think is um... Four out of ten for effort! Um... Nice try, nice try. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 
344 If I could have an out time, please, Edward, that would be absolutely delightful. I think our last caller needs to go to um, th- th- this place here. This sounds awesome. An anger room. Have you heard about these? No. An anger room. Um, Is there a passive-aggressive closet I could go in? Well, you get to go in there and you get smashed stuff up. Ever since coming to power, Donald Trump has stoked America's anger. By the way, Trump is now threatening to do a preemptive strike on North Korea if they test a nuclear missile. That's that sorted, then. Fun times. Um, But you won't hear Donna Alexander complaining. In fact, you probably won't hear anything at all given the noise emanating from her Dallas warehouse that ever since Trump was elected, the former restaurant marketing manager has seen a surge in her business. Donna, 31, is the owner of the Anger Room. Wow. Where America's despair, pent-up emotion, exasperation and rage towards Trump are all being tackled with the help of a baseball bat. (laughs) She charges $25 for five minutes of smashing up TVs, sofas, desks, computers, potted plants, old videos, printers, pictures and any other price asked for. Uh, any, any other item asked for. Prices rise to about $500 for custom room setups. So basically, you go in there, you get a selection of weapons, like cricket bats and table legs and baseball bats and all these kind of things, and you just go and smash things up. Love that, love that. I don't get that angry that often. I just have a general bubbling rage. Oh, I wouldn't get it simmering. I wouldn't be angry. It'd be nice to put... It'd be nice to put um, a baseball bat through a TV. I remember once when I got locked out and um, there was no way in. So I had to smash the window at the back to open the back door. So it was years and years ago I was in the flat. And I had um, a crowbar, right? And it was a single glass. It wasn't double glazed or anything, single glazed. And I remember it was late at night and I, I stood on the back and I shouted very loudly, just to say I live here and I'm going to, I've locked myself out, I'm going to smash a window, but I do live here, right? It took me about five attempts, partly because it's quite hard to smash a glass window. It's harder than you think. But also, I kind of kept pulling back a yeah. bit as I was doing it. You flinch because you're in anticipation of the glass coming flying well, out. Well, also, I, was, I, it, I think it's been ingrained in me not to break windows. Mm. Uh, and it took five or six goes to kind of smash all the way, which is why I also think if I ever was in the situation of punching someone, I don't think I could punch someone with apart from when we punch that listener and um, maybe one day we'll get to play that audio out guys who knows mm. um but i i just think that at the last minute as i punch someone I just pull the punch back just just think because i'm a nice guy depends on the face though, doesn't it well Catherine, don't tempt me uh, this woman says I know the president has spoken about wanting to make american business succeed but he helped mine long before his inauguration there is no fake news or anyone with a fake fuse here. Good line, I like that. The anger is real. People leave here feeling a whole lot better, having whacked the hell out of something. It's like therapy to them. Um, it was easy to see how the exhilaration of smashing an old TV to smithereens or bashing a table has helped calm down angry Americans. Yeah, I could... I could um... I could, I could join. We should send those details on to Robert, the last caller, and he can go and um, have a little Barney there. We're coming to the end of the show. There are, there are two minutes um, left. We haven't recorded a trail for tomorrow. Quick, do one. Um, we've got two minutes. What can we do? Oh, hang on a second. 
Yes, caller, you're on the air. It's Paul again. Right, well, what do you want? You've been on twice. Okay, right. I just wanted to say... Okay. Um, so what... Okay, so we start the trail now. Yes, but what are we going to do in the trail? There'll be a lot of that tonight at ten. What? Ian Lee. Me cutting people off? Yeah. You think that that's going to get people listening? Yeah. Fair play. That's the trail. Beautiful. There we go. Uh, we only cut idiots and numpties off, and uh, triple bubble is too much. I, 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 I We've think, spoiled him. I think we have. Triple bubble is, is way too much. Double bubble, I, I, I've lifted that rule a little bit. Double bubble, of course, is two calls per show. Triple, I think, is... Uh, I, 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 I don't know. Um, I tell you what, t- tonight, why don't we play out the interview with Gaunt McDermott okay. from uh, the guy that wrote the music for Hair. Let's, let's do that. That's what we'll do um, this evening, because it's... Um, uh, it's a charming interview. He was very forgetful, and he's very, very old, and he sounds very, very old. Um, but his uh, his son is there. He's got to be in his sixties. His son is there, and he kind of helps out. And it was, uh, I think, it's charming. I think it's a charming little um, little interview. And as you know, I'm obsessed, absolutely obsessed with the musical hair. I love it. Oh, I'm, I'm expecting some CDs that I ordered ages ago. I wonder where they've gone. I'll have to. Um, I'll, I'll check my Amazon while. Uh, I would have done the soundtrack to Dude, and that's not turned up yet. The um, ill-fated uh, sequel to uh, to Hair. I'll have a look at my orders in a minute. I can wait 40 seconds. Don't forget, dear listener, you can get podcasts of this show by going to iTunes or your usual podcast provider. You can... Um, also download the uh, the Rabbit Hole, which is a show that Catherine and I do separately. From well, this. together. Well, we do it together, but separately from talk radio, but um, they are good enough to let us mention it right at the very end of the show when hardly anybody's listening. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Ian Lee. Who are you on Twitter? Flipping Kath. Is it flipping with a G? Nope. Okay. Um, and you can send me emails, ian at ianlee.com. Thank you, Ed. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Periscopers. Thank you to nearly all of the callers. Until tonight at 10, ta-ta. Talk Radio. Join the Talk Nation. Dial up and talk radio. We'll get you talking.